daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to The Sand the Pit, the podcast where I didn't do anything. I'm a nice man. I'm on my own business. So you tell me that's that before I beat the hell from you. I have so much strength in me, you have no idea. I have a love oh. in my life. It makes me stronger than anything you can imagine. I would say that's that, Mattress Man. Shit. Oh, no. This is, uh, I can't remember. This is This is very familiar, though. It's from Punch Drunk Love. Ah, of course. The Paul Thomas Anderson rom-com. <laughs> a rom-com? Yeah, the I film know. that we've not thought about in a year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I thought we'd revisit it because it's part of something that we're talking about today. Yes, so this is The Sandler Pit, the podcast where we talk about every single Adam Sandler film or TV show or appearance. And this episode's really, really honing in on appearance, uh, specifically in short films and albums. I guess, like, kind of imagine like, a car boot sale full of, like, the last remnants of shite that we have left to watch. Because yeah. I think after we did this, I think we're done on everything that he's appeared in. Other than Happy Gilmore. Other than Happy Gilmore, of course, and his upcoming films. And the upcoming stuff that may or may not be released this year. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. I don't know if I like the car boot analogy. I think we should be Why? in a museum of obscurities. Funhouse. You want to call it the Museum of Obscurity? The Adam Sandler Museum of Obscurities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that as well. I think that's better because obviously it's a bit more sales. universal, you know. Because we've got listeners in Algeria, we've got listeners in Russia. Do they go car yeah, boot sales there? That's true. For for any of our Algerian listeners, a car boot sale is it happens every Sunday or Saturday at the end of the month, right, or something like that. Yeah. On like an assigned day every month, I reckon. Sometimes second second Sunday of every month. You never know. Opens at like 5am, but then is open all day. And you kind of go there and there's people who've got their car boots, which is, what's that in America? Trunk. The trunk of their car, like open, and they have like a little table set up and they have all sorts of shite from their homes that they're selling. Yes, you've got like people that will sell like their old stuff, you know, oh, these are my kids' books, we're going to sell these. These are, you know, my old baby clothes that we don't need anymore. But then you have other ones that are like official car boot vendors, I guess, and they'll have a lot of the same product and stuff like toys and maybe some people selling like dining sets, I guess, maybe. Yeah, I have a lot of nostalgia for car boot sales and I don't know why. And The last two months I really want to go to one. Even though I de- I also don't want to go to one at all because they're populated by, <laughs> I don't know the right Tat. word, scum. <laughs> oh, that's not very nice. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. A load of uh, tat, though. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a, a lot, lot of tat. But anyway, um, it's actually a museum of obscurities that we're going to be visiting yeah. today. <laughs> so... You ever been to a museum of obscurities before? Uh, I mean, I've been to a museum. What do you mean by obs- a museum of obscurities? Like a a weird museum, I guess. I went to the Sex Museum in Amsterdam. That's the first thing I thought I was... as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was on uh, some <laughs> amount of drugs at the time. 
I was on loads of weird stuff. I I was like on loads of stuff at once. Blue pills. He took loads of blue pills and he hopped down. <laughs> I was to... on absolutely loads of Viagra. <laughs> no, I think I was on like truffles. I think, and then that's not a drug. That's high. a pizza topping, isn't it? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something you could get from Thornton's. <laughs> I absolutely. He'd been downing gooey and chocolate left, right, and centre. I was so satiated with Viennese truffles. <laughs> He's on a sugar high. Maybe. Oh, yeah, it's when you I went through your mushroom phase. I forgot about this. I hated this. Yeah, phase. this was it. This was the so phase. Trippy. And we went in, and then, like, he was losing his mind, and then that man appears. With his cock out, and then yeah, someone's cock part. comes up, and then it has a water gun of cum. Hmm. I think that was probably the closest to Museum of Obscurities. I felt filthy after that. It was pretty obscure, actually. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've done any other weird ones. I went to Body Works. I think that's in Amsterdam as well. I think like loads there. of people have been cut open and stuff. Jesus Christ! It's like all the preserved people have like donated their bodies to science. So there's just like. Someone's head's just been sliced and they put like a pane of glass there so you can just see the insides of their heads or like their hands so, and stuff. So this is the Adam Sandler Bodyworks. <laughs> it's like bits of his... This is the Sandler Sex Museum and Bodyworks Extraordinaire episode. <laughs> what is this episode going to be called? Oh, I don't know. Sandler think... Offcuts. No, that makes it sound like a butcher's mate. Butcher I think the, mu- the, museum the Museum of Sandler, of... Obs- Sandler Obscurities. Yeah, you can do a great cover for that. Something Tim Burton esque. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's what I think of. If I think of Museum of Obscurities, I'm thinking of like a sort of weird Tim Burton kind of gothic world. There's like three things in this w- which were visually interesting. <laughs> Everything else was nothing. Yeah, but you've got to sell it. You've got to get the people in with an exciting cover. Well, anyway, this has been our longest intro in about five, like five or six episodes. So let's let's true. get the ship moving. So in this yeah. episode, what we've done is instead of our usual format of coming, doing an intro, then going away and watching something, we've come and we've already watched it all. Kind of like our Ooh. small screen Sandler episodes is kind of similar to that. So we've got lots of little, yeah. little bitty things, short films. I want to say DVD extras for quite a few of these. Almost all of them are. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of them before as well, which is very weird. Um, then like a few cameo appearances, a few little lockdown things uh, and some comedy albums. So we've got quite a lot to to dig into, basically. Yeah, should we just get into it? Yeah, no scale this time, no game. We're going through the bodywork, so then we're coming out the other side. <laughs> yeah, there's it. no, there's not even a gift shop. Maybe at the end we could talk about if there was a gift shop, what would we buy? <laughs> Maybe at this point when we do the little theme, we go through the museum and then this is our thoughts after in the gift shop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay, so, let's go. Let's right. So we've paid. Right, so we've bought what? our ticket. Six pound fifty entry. What do we think about that? I think that's a bit too high. <laughs> it's a couple of hours of entertainment though. Six pound fifty isn't the worst. I mean, I'm I live in London like near London, whereas you live near Sheffield, maybe it's a bit cheaper up there for stuff, but... Oh, no, no, don't get me started on this. There's the National Emergency Services Museum near my house. It's like 20 quid entry. It's crazy. I was going to say, I went to that Van Gogh experience recently, you know, the one when they, like, project all the stuff and whatever. Yeah. But, like, a lot of it is just copies of these paintings. Obviously, like, they don't have any real ones there. They're just copies. But they have a bit of, like, information about each one and stuff. It's like a timeline few creations but yeah 
and then they do the like big room where it's all projected on the sides of it which is cool but like the whole thing's maybe a 55 minute tour if you take it slowly that costs about 15 quid that's see that's mad to me i had the same problem with the vatican right i have a big (laughs) issue with the vatican i'll take a lot of things but slander of the pope Uh, all right i went to the (laughs) i went to the vatican and i'm gonna say it now and i'm gonna say it on this podcast i don't care who's listening 99 percent of the artwork in there is shit i love the vatican (laughs) had a great time in the vatican it was all like my favorite country i've ever been to <laughs> it was all medieval paintings, and I was walking so long, so long, just to try and see the Sistine Chapel. Maybe you should it have popped shit. in a truffle and looked for a cock. <laughs> 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 all right. Anyway, we've discussed the entry price. We're going with six pound fifty. Are we going to be disappointed right, or not? We'll see at the end. Do I get um, a blue light card discount, or is it uh... no? No, because you're. They not don't accept. They don't accept discounts. Work. No, other people get. I am a blue light card. I am a blue light card. You work owner. in a charity shop, so you don't. I get work. It. They've actually verified what you international do. International charity. I yeah, am life. I'm saving lives. Just going for the donations. You don't technically work for them because you don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> Volunteering in a charity shop isn't getting you any discount here, sunshine. I've saved so many lives selling first aid books by the If this was the case, the every OAP would be getting discounts everywhere on top of their OAP they discounts. Do. <laughs> it would be a mess. They'd be getting paid to come to the Sandler Museum of Obscurities. Oh, this is ridiculous, mate. This is a bit, what? This is what, running and operating in the UK? Look, sir, we're going to have to ask you to leave if you can carry on talking. <laughs> I'm not, I just want to know the rules. I just want to know why you don't believe in uh, helping our essential workers. It's only on Tuesday evenings that they accept that discount. It's a specific day. What day Today's is today? Saturday. It's a Saturday. Like, what? Is it the same as it is here? Like, 3.11? Yeah. What do you mean? Is it the same as it is here? We are here. We're at the Sandler know, Museum of we... Obscurities. Okay, so we've transported. Okay, so what time does it shut? <laughs> Half five. Half five, brilliant. So we can listen to two albums and then leave. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Okay, right. Well, okay. fine. I bought my ticket. Fine. Let's let's have a look around and then uh, we'll have a chat at the gift let's shop. Let's go. <laughs> so grab your tickets and follow us on to, into the Museum of Sandler Obscurities. Things are about to get obscure. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. I missed you. You had a good day. <laughs> All right, exhibit one. Here we go. Um... <laughs> We're at the first exhibit, which is what? Because <laughs> I haven't got them in any order. It feels pretty artistic in here, actually. Um, this one's oh, called no. Blossoms and Blood, it says. You can hear the sound of a harpsichord playing. That's what it's called. Yeah. So this one, the first one I watched was a Punch Drunk Love kind of, I think it was made up of like deleted scenes from the film that didn't quite make it in. But some of them felt really familiar. So I don't know if it was just like extended parts. Extended or alternate takes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this was a companion piece. Does, Does it count as a short film on its own, really? I think it did release as a short film. Don't know okay, where, then. don't know how, but yeah. So it has its own again, IMDb page and stuff. That's got to count for something. Yeah, there's no story here, really. Uh, and again, it's a vignette of different deleted scenes that are trying to imbue a mood, I guess. So it's all mm. about the mood and the atmosphere and the tone. 
<laughs> what do you what did you think of Blossoms and Blood? Parts of it worked for me. Like it, I thought it was like it was interesting to watch, and it was like well made and stuff. And I just throw loads of war everywhere. <laughs> Mate, really, like, I really, thought, I really thought you wouldn't see that. <laughs> I just spill it all over myself. <laughs> We're in the Museum of Obscurities, and you're pouring water everywhere. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just furious about the lack of discount. Blossoms and blood and water. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought I thought it was like it was well made and stuff, and kind of like if it is a DVD extra or whatever, it kind of looked like it had a bit of like heart and art put into it. But like it was also yeah. a bit wanky, which I guess you can kind of expect. Yeah. But um, it kind of made me want to rewatch Punch Drunk Love, which is weird because I didn't really gel with that film that well. But like I liked how this kind of showed the mood as like an extended trailer or whatever. I thought it was it was it was cool. It was good enough good music and stuff but other than that like i'll never want to watch it again it wasn't yeah. like a fun watch yeah i agree kind of i i don't think i like this very very much I, <laughs> I kind of was uh i i was checking the time for when it would be over mm. a lot as individual pieces and also i really like punch drunk love I, I thought it was great but revisiting a bunch of deleted scenes 2 years after we watched it with barely any memory of it yeah I just didn't really care that much. If I'd have watched it straight after watching mm. Punch Struggle, I'd probably got a better experience. But yeah, it was a nice sensory experience, but I don't really have much to say, uh, except the yeah. soundtrack is really good. If we're playing this as it being like a museum, though, this is the only one that feels like it could be one of those like weird art films that they project on a wall in a museum. This is it the only one, I'd say, like out of all of these. But yeah, how dare was... you say that about a day with the meatball? <laughs> <laughs> what mu- the museum of dogs? <laughs> no, yeah. you've, you're completely right. This is like a it's more mood. So you you can imagine walking into a small little room, sitting on one of those little seats, and watching this. That's how I went to the the Glasgow Museum of Modern Art recently, and oh, yeah. I was I was sat for ages watching a truck drive through the snow. Oh, and nice. I was like, something's going to happen. And then a museum curator walked around like, oh, the museum's closed and everyone leave. So I never found <laughs> out what. I got completely blue-balled by this video. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, and then like the curator tapped you on the shoulder and was like, um, sir, the museum's actually over here. You're just stood outside looking <laughs> looking at the road. <laughs> <laughs> sir, this is a curry's. <laughs> You're just watching the uh, You're in the depot. Previews. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, museums are always like that, though. Like, I went to this horror one at mm. Somerset House recently, and it was really good. But, like, at the same time, there's just the sense that, like, you have to turn off that part of your mind that says everything's a bit wank. Like, uh, I don't think I could you... ever be, like, an art person. I'm so easy easy to, like... like I like some films that are very pretentious and whatever. But the fact you call them pretentious, mate... <laughs> like, yeah, you hate exactly. Art. You hate I can't. I can't deal with, like, things being too... I don't know... Not even abstract. I don't know what it is. There's just a sense of like anyone could do this. It's just you have to be able yeah. to bullshit it and be like, yeah, that represents this, that represents this, that's this. It's more of a reflection on what you think, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like it's so easy to talk your way into art. What's your opinion of like David Lynch stuff? I wrote my dissertation about Twin Peaks. It's got a Twin Peaks poster on the wall up there, but he's the same. He's he is <laughs> wanker. He's just a <laughs> But I kind of like that he sort of knows it because he does this whole thing of like, whenever you see him, he's just like this chirpy little man that's like, I like to drink a Coca-Cola every day. And he's he's just a really odd bloke. 
but I feel like he's having fun. And also he made like the elephant man. So he's not like just messing around. He's not a one trick pony. He can actually do films, but then he just likes to be a lunatic. But now I love a a razor head. It's a great film. I watched Mulholland Drive for the first time the other day. Still haven't watched that one. Have you ever seen Inland Empire? No, I haven't. I've I've got them all ready to watch. Why is that one mental? It's like, well, I had to watch it for media in school when we studied postmodernism, yeah. and it's like three and a half hours long, and there's just like, you'll like this bit, actually. There's like these weird little vignettes in the middle of the film, or that break it up. I think it's like a TV show within the film, and it's literally just these like rabbits. And it's supposed to be like a sitcom of rabbits, but they just don't do anything. They're just like sat around the table, just like staring at each other. <laughs> And it's really scary and weird. I think they're all like dead rabbits or something. Like um, the new Pinocchio film. Yeah, it's a bit like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. But it's a very unsettling, weird thing. But yeah, Blossoms and Watch kind of... It's a bit like that. Yeah, but there's no, like, standout... I mean, I don't want to criticise it because it is just a load of deleted scenes, so it's like, whatever. Hmm. Um, it's just there's nothing that's that stand out or interest about. I can't really even recall. I remember in it. it making me laugh a couple of times. I feel like some of the stuff with the puddings, but I don't know. It's just because I had a bit of a flashback to us talking about Pudding Boy when we did that. Make yeah. Madison, and so he's like throwing puddings and stuff. And, and he yeah, says, I think I, I, I actually wrote. Thing. I think this is the only one where I've written down a quote when he says ninety nine cents pudding. He's like stood outside the shop. That made me laugh. It was quite good. <laughs> For the rest of I it, didn't, not so much. I didn't laugh at that. I just kind of kept checking the time. Being like, oh, God. Can is I watch this, this at double speed? This is the first thing I watched. I was fed already checking the time. <laughs> it's going to go downhill from here. <laughs> uh, so, do you have anything else to say about Blossoms nah. of Blood? Uh, no, me neither. I liked all the weird splodges of colour. I mm-hmm. guess that was pretty cool. Um, it was in the film as well, though, wasn't it, I think? It was, yeah. And the John Bryan soundtrack, again, the same but I love that that one song. What is it? There was one good song in this, wasn't there? It's got to be that. There we go. That one. Yeah, that's a good song. It sounds like something from... Um, what's the thing with the magic roundabout? It sounds like a song from that Dougal. <laughs> so are we going to deliberate now, or do you want to do it at the end? Let's do it in the gift shop. Let's, right, do it. Okay. Let's mess with the format a little bit. All right, so we'll move on to the next exhibit because that bloke is really telling us to shush. Um, yeah, he just said he was going to punch my lights out. He's wearing a massive blue suit. It's not very arty. <laughs> uh, what exhibit do you want to look at next? Now, this one's a bit weird. It looks kind of like we're in like a... They've redesigned it to look like DFS, the sofa shop. Just loads right. of sofas every Couch, it says. Oh, okay. <laughs> also by Paul Thomas Anderson, it says. Oh, yeah, we are in the Paul Thomas Anderson wing. It makes sense for them to have started this whole museum with Paul Thomas Anderson. So um, I-, I thought this was going to be another Blossoms and Blood compilation of art house clips, and it's not. <laughs> what did yeah, you think what is of it? Couch? <laughs> it's a black and white film of a man who's looking for a sofa. He then falls into a sofa, he gets out of it, he looks at a chair, he reclines in it, and then his legs fly into the air, and he starts screaming, and that's the end. (laughs) the fuck was this? I don't know. It felt very, like, early internet. That's all I could think was, like, I could imagine this being on, like, adamsandler.com, and this is the first (laughs) thing you see. Like, you click on the website, and it's just this. And I think we'll probably be mentioning that a lot, because there's a few other bits that feel like early internet stuff that we yeah. looked at but um yeah couch i don't know 
it kind of made me laugh at first to see him doing this sort of like weird chaplain thing and they'd kind of done a bit of an asmr style thing with like the sound a bit creaking and whatever but it just felt very pointless kind of ended and i was just like so what was that i thought the whole setup was like he can't sit down on a sofa he'll just fall into like the never zone or he'll always just keep falling through the cracks or something or you'd see inside the sofa or something trippy like that yeah, like he falls into the the shop's empty, so maybe he falls into the sofa, and then there's loads of people trapped in it or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that could have been good. Or if he, or if it was like an endless loop, and he just kept falling back into the back into, into the, the shop. sofa shop. Yeah. See, there we go. Me and you have just come up with two better <laughs> ideas than this. I don't want to be harsh, but I didn't think much of this to be honest. It just felt a bit pointless, didn't it? Really. Yeah. But I mean, it's art, isn't it? We're in a museum of obscurities. Not everything's going to stick. Yeah, and that being said, I do really like that this massive director made this and just yeah. kind of was like, it's just such a whatever film. Like you look at like David Lynch and other directors, like their first shorts they ever did. They're always like kind of a notion of that they're they're very talented or good at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. He'd already made Magnolia at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he made this shit for no reason, and I was like, oh okay, I like that a little bit. Yeah. But it's that kind of nice thing about Adam Sandler that he does seem to make good friends with these like artsy directors. And I, th- I think I remember us saying that Paul Thomas Anderson did say that he's like a big fan of Adam Sandler. Yeah. And he likes all that stupid stuff and whatever. It's it's kind of good, isn't it? Yeah, I kind of like it. Especially for someone who's like indie and, you know, art house director and whatever to even just to admit that they like they love Adam Sandler films and stuff. But then to like it's quite a nice working relationship, I guess. Yeah, I also love the idea that any completionists of Paul Thomas Anderson's filmography have to watch this. They have to, yeah. <laughs> this two-minute nonsense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was whatever. It, I don't really have many thoughts about it. It kind no. of just washed over me. Yeah, I mean, it could have literally been a gift. It could have been a gift. There was nothing <laughs> really there. Except he did have a nice scream. The scream yeah, was pretty good. Yeah, good sound of scream, yeah. Should we go on to our Yeah, next... do you want to leave this oh. wing? yeah. <laughs> Kind of, it's a bit artsy in here. Should we go yeah, somewhere people, a bit more? People are writing out there. They're saying they want Daniel Day Lewis or something, and like all they've <laughs> getting is Adam Sandler bits. But whatever. They don't realize we're in the Sandler obscurity section. Some yeah. of the like, my first note for Couch was this: this will be more accessible. Because <laughs> I saw him <laughs> acting a bit silly, but it wasn't really kind of the case. All right. Yeah. So the next wing it says is the safety section. Oh, god, it's okay. a bit of sensory overload in here. It's quite intense. You just hear the sounds of the city washing by. Oh, yeah. I don't know if these people are like actors or if they're real or... I don't even know anything about these guys. Weird. It's a bit intense. So this section, it says it's Goldman versus Silverman. Nice. So this was a short film, right? I think they shot this when they had breaks on Uncut Gems, so I've heard. Yeah. Um, Yeah. In Times Square in New York. Yeah. Had had you seen this before today? No, I think you told me about it when Uncut Gems sort of came out. Or like probably when we started doing the podcast or whatever. And I was just like, no, I'll save it. I'll wait. I'd seen the picture of him with his gold mask on, though. (laughs) This is an important day. This is the last bit of Adam Sandler media that I have consumed before (laughs) you that you have never seen. But now, yeah, you've seen it. It's like this weird short film between two street performers. One's called Goldman, one's called Silverman, and they're having an argument. Mm-hmm. This was also the last that I watched of any of these short films because I thought I'm going to end on a high. 
Oh, you left this one till last. Till I last, thought you were yeah. saying you just haven't bothered watching like the paper or whatever. <laughs> no, I've, I've watched the paper. <laughs> I <didn't> just... <laughs> Thank God. Don't worry about that, mate. Yeah, what did you think of Goldman versus Silverman? Yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. I think um, something I always kind of look for with short films, I, I like it when a short film is something that you could see being a wider concept. Yeah, like I kind of like it when it's more like a proof of concept rather than just like a, this is all you're going to see of this world. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, you know how like Whiplash was originally a a short film, and if you watch it, it's literally just like a scene from the film, just different actors. I I kind of liked that idea of the two street performers going at war and it being like really like basically quite pathetic and just yeah. a really stupid turf war between these two sad men that have this kind of like shit talent and yeah it, it was like it was quite funny it had the same style as uncut gems it kind of had that weird like hidden camera show energy as yeah. well it kind of felt like these two guys could be beat they could beat the shit out of each other or they could be like <laughs> in something like borat you know what i mean like just messing around yeah kind of like yeah. that i think it, it kind of captures everything that's quite good about those like new york scenes and uncut gems as well yeah, it does blur that line between you don't know if the payoff's going to be comic or tragic. And yeah, and I also like the theme of it because this got released, I think, very shortly after Uncut Gems didn't get a nomination for the Oscars. Right. Um, so I think at the time there was a big thing where Adam Sandler said, if this doesn't get nominated, then I'm going to make the worst film imaginable. I think that was mm-hmm. a big thing at the time. I have no idea what it was that he made that was that bad. Um, yeah, because it can't have been Hubie Halloween. It can't have been Hubie. That was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you could look at this as a bit of a meta look at the Academy and who they're nominating. They've got two street performers who are both very pathetic and they're both mm. kind of doing a turf war for people's attention. And the guy who's like, and he's literally a big gold statue. Gold statue, yeah. The Oscars one. Uh, and I think that year, A24, they didn't get any nominations, even like. Uh, the Lighthouse, Midsummer, The Farewell all came out and nothing got... I mean, that's a very good year, isn't it? Yeah, and it just got nothing. Um, mm. This one was one of the only ones we've watched that made me laugh as well. I think it was when he said, just fucking walk away, but he's got a <laughs> kazoo hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just a really stupid concept that they kind of make feel quite authentic. Yeah. As a side note, obviously we both love Nathan Fielder's stuff. And mm. I think that he's in the Safdie Brothers Next project with Emma oh, Stone. I think it's like amazing. a TV show, I think. But I think it's like a drama. You can really see that weird blend of reality and fake stuff working with those guys, I reckon. Yeah, I agree. Exciting. I really like the Safties. I also like, is it who's the guy in this? Is it Benny or Josh Safdie? I think Benny Safdie's the... Yeah, Yeah, I really like him as an actor. I just saw him in um, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret, which is a really good film anyway. And he's he's the dad in it, and he's really good in it. Yeah, Um, yeah. everything I've seen him in, I've always kind of liked him. Even Boba Fett or whatever it was that he was in. (laughs) Was he in (laughs) Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan. He was a Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) What a rubbish series that was. Yeah, that was terrible. I'll never forgive them for that. (laughs) Let's keep moving through here. This is a rare one where there's actually another... Well, actually, it's not a rare one. It's the same as the previous section, the Paul Thomas Anderson <laughs> section. There's a second part of the Safdie section called Question and Answer. 
Did you watch yes. this? Yes, I watched this. Good. What do you mean, did you watch this? Well, you told me that you haven't done something that we were supposed to do for this episode, so I'm just on the back foot. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're a liar, so I can't trust no, you. I, fuck off. <laughs> not a liar. Oh, God. Not much. I'm not That's li- a lie I don't in lie itself. My, I don't lie to my family and friends. Well, I obviously don't count then, do I? <laughs> <laughs> when did I lie to you? <laughs> Except for that one time where I pretended my internet had gone out. Because <laughs> I just wasn't listening to you. But like, that was a little lie to protect your feelings. Yeah, but all it's done is make me a paranoid mess. <laughs> I know, you're so sick with worry. Here we are in the safety section, debating whether something's real or false. And <laughs> it's really scaring me. Um... <laughs> All right, so we both watched Question and Answer. This was a DVD extra from the Criterion version of Uncut Gems, I believe. Right. But also filmed as like, it's a Q&A basically that Adam Sandler essentially apparently refused to do anymore after the film released. And they needed something extra to put at the end of like the re-release yeah. of the film or something in the cinemas. Yeah, a little peek behind the curtain of how we've been watching these. All of these have been on YouTube. This one isn't. Mm-hmm. But about 10 reviews down on Letterboxd, some dudes <laughs> just got it as a Google Drive. Link. It's so weird. Because, yeah, there's no legal way of watching this, I think, online. Mm. I think you'd have Without to buy buying that DVD, I guess. Yeah. Which I think might Which... not be available in the UK. I don't think it is. <laughs> so... <laughs> so Google Drive is the way to watch this film. Uh <laughs> Is it a film? It's this is one of the longer ones. It's about this twenty-five minutes, ones. I think. Not the longest. No, not, not that longest. one. No, we'll talk get about to that, that a bit shortly. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, the the gist of it is that the Safdie brothers have set up a hidden camera shoot inside a diner in LA yeah. somewhere. They've invited Adam Sandler for lunch. Is it that everyone there's an actor that are going to ask a question about the film or something like that? Yeah, so like they'll have a waiter show up and then they'll ask a question and then they'll answer it. I, f- I guess that was the plot of it. Yeah, um, but you don't really know, even by the end, whether they actually did set it up or if Adam Sanders acting or whatever. And it's, I don't know, yeah. it's, it's an odd one, this, but th- this is like, spoiler, it's probably the one I enjoyed the most out of all the things that we watched. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I agree. I really liked this one. I don't know why. Yeah. I think it's because it's just an authentic feeling conversation. It doesn't feel like forced. It doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like anything really. It's a bit of a weird one. It's it's just a generic Q and A about a film I like. So that's good. Yeah, definitely. The fact that, it feels a bit podcasty. Yeah, which is quite nice. It felt, felt just like a conversation, but also I just like that it was just this weirder way of doing it that they're trying to trick him into, yeah. into doing it. It was kind of fun. I kind of liked seeing the two of them. Like, we know they've made this violent, sensory overload, weird film, and I haven't seen it, but I've heard Good Times a really rough one, and it's a bit yeah. of a crazy film. And like, you're seeing these two guys. You know how, like, when you see Quentin Tarantino in interviews, you're like, yeah, of course that guy's made with these horrible films, and like, he's a freak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas these two are giving a, a bit of like mischievous Saturday morning presenter. Vibe. Yeah, they're kind I of kinda lovely. Like that. They're really yeah. likable, aren't they? Do you know what? I've I've got really scared lately saying I like people though because it seems like everyone's just a piece of shit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. I I agree, and I feel like on this podcast we've probably sung the praises of Holly and Phil. I'm almost. Oh, I wouldn't it. have. I haven't liked them for a very long time. <laughs> Me neither. They pretended they were drunk after winning the 
NTA award. Oh my god, I watched that recently. That clip, it's Grating. excruciating, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I remember I don't at the think time. I'm going to talk any more about Hollywood film. But I think I'm going to put the brakes on it here because I'm sick of fucking hearing about the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> god, you just sounded like every dad in the country. <laughs> God, this is just a little bit of a chat with me and the mums. <laughs> God, this mu- museum of obscurities is bringing it all out, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. One of the security guys just told me to shut up. Yeah, he said there's an injunction. You're not allowed to talk about that. Yeah. They're tapping a sign and it does say on it, no talk about Philip Schofield. <laughs> yeah, this is the uncancellable museum of obscurities. <laughs> um, I, know I really like the two of them. I think I'm excited to see whatever they do next and like, it is always nice to know there's these two like interesting guys that are also seemingly quite fun. Yeah, they seem like good, and it seems like actors do really respect them. Uh, mm-hmm. And Adam Sandler ch- talking to them is really nice, and uh, also great cameo appearance. Yeah, from Jason Bateman. Bateman. Yeah, from Dodgeball. Um... Can you believe he's not <laughs> been in an Adam Sandler film? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? They've they've got quite a good chemistry, seemingly. They had very good chemistry, yeah. Yeah. Why couldn't he have replaced Rob Schneider in Grown Ups 2? <laughs> Why couldn't he have just him play the same character? They got quite a similar similar like career trajectory in some ways, haven't they? Like what? Jason Bateman was like a comedy guy and whatever. Now he's in like Ozark doing crime stuff and whatever. Right, genuinely, I thought for a second you were talking about him and Rob Schneider. No, <laughs> I was like, "What are you on about?" No, Bateman, the real and Jason, <laughs> the Bateman pit. Um, no, he's he nah, did like yeah. what Arrested Development and a lot of like comedy films and stuff, and now he's yeah. doing like crime dramas, and I think he's directing quite a lot. I think he yeah. did that film, The Gift, that was like the horror kind of film with um, Joel Edgerton. I think that was it was all right actually. Yeah, I like Bateman. I always think he's bit underrated. Solid. Underrated. I, I really like Horrible Bosses too. I can't speak on that because after watching the first one, I vowed to never watch the sequel. <laughs> really? I, I I hated that film. I thought that sucked. I don't, I don't mind the first one. I think I prefer the second one. <laughs> oh, ringing endorsement like, for Horrible Bosses too. Alright, if anyone's bored out there and has something that they want to watch maybe on a flight. <laughs> oh yeah, it looks watch, like a flight movie. Yeah, watch Horrible Bosses too. It's pretty good. Chris Pine's in it. Don't watch what I did after watching Horrible Bosses 2 on a flight and watch Fist Fight. Fist oh, Fight fist is shit. Fight, yeah. Were you doing a Charlie Day bad marathon? Film. I was doing a Charlie Day marathon on a flight to Costa Rica and I was having a bad time oh. at Fist Fight. Yeah, that's not good. His new uh, film looks like Dogger and all. Who's? Uh, Charlie Day's. No, it doesn't. What, the one he's directed? Yeah. That looks pretty good. Looks like Dogger. No, it doesn't. Is that reductive the one... of like Wes Anderson or... I think he's tried to make a what's it called film, hasn't he? Chaplin. What's his name? Who's the guy? Woody Allen. He's tried to make a Woody Allen film. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, we need some sort of a in this episode. In the museum. The guy's tapping the side oh, again. He's saying don't talk. He says about. one more strike. <laughs> one more strike and you're out. Like we better. Wait till he starts tapping the no tangent sign. I know. Oh god. That'd be awful. But yeah, so they, they do the thing as well where Adam Sandler sees the he sees the microphone. He freaks out. Yeah. He does this yeah. whole like walkout thing, and it's it's really believable. And whether or not it is acting, I, I still I'm still not sure because of the no way idea. that they frame this whole thing. If it's acting, it's good acting. Good to see again. You know, we love to see a bit of Sandler good performance. You know, 
yeah. uh, be a tick on genuinely good acting if we did the Sandler scale. That was a good um, answer. I like as well that he's doing that whole thing of being like, oh, I'll pay for your food to Jason Bateman and all of this stuff. He's like offering to just pay for everything. And yeah, he's, he's just nice. such a bloody good bloke. Bloody good, nice bloke, isn't he? Uh, I like that they said they went on set of Murder Mystery as well to pitch yeah. the ideas. And to... I love that idea of the Safety brothers on the set of Murder Mystery of Jennifer Aniston. David Williams that he's tight for it. Is there a problem? <laughs> no, oh, no, God, no, he's no, tapping no, the sign no, again. No, no, don't do, don't do it, don't do it. I'm, I'm tapping the fucking sign. It's mate. my intrusive <laughs> not, thoughts. Look, I'm I think it's time for that. us to get out of the safety section. Um, Shall we? Hang um... on, I, I did write one thing as well. I wrote the ring story is so good, but I don't remember what that ring story was. Yeah, I remember it. They had the guy making the props. And I think he took, oh yeah he, yeah he took Kevin Garnett's ring and just left or something and then D- like, did didn't he like, turn like up. he got injured yeah <laughs> <laughs> he just disappeared with this prop but he's uh, okay yeah. apparently yeah I liked that and I liked listening to all of them talking about the making of the film it was it was very interesting mm. I liked it yeah it was very fun good watch yeah. all right let's get out of this section right now we're going into um, I mean I don't know what this section is but this is just another room stinks of dog in here and it's called a, oh good a day okay. with the meatball what is a, a day, day with the meatball a day with the meatball is a two minute long happy madison short it does say happy madison presents is mm. this the first thing they ever made i don't know i don't think so it's one of the first it's very early and yeah. it is two minutes adam sandler has a dog called meatball who's like a, a bulldog i guess or mm-hmm. what animal is that it's and then a dog he goes go on go and have your day without me so he goes to school, he bites a skateboard, he plays baseball. I wrote he breathes like me. <laughs> yeah, he does, he's so loud. I, I, I know what believe. you're like, breathes like Luke Thomas, I wrote on my notes, because I was like, 100% you're going to say that fucking joke. My only right. note for the whole thing, I like this dog, he's fast, greedy and loud, he is Luke Thomas, that's all I've written <laughs> about the whole thing. <laughs> so you predicted that. Um... He fucks a woman, or you think he's gonna fuck the woman wants to fuck the dog. Yeah, she and then does, they, yeah. someone brings a dog, a chihuahua, on a plate. Yeah. At the end of the film, the dog is licking Adam Sandler, and then he says, I can taste Chihuahua. So did he fuck the Chihuahua or did he eat the Chihuahua or did he fuck the woman? Fucked first and then he ate the Chihuahua. Oh god. Um, what did you think of this? <laughs> Went through the whole plot. It, it, I don't know, it made me laugh. It was stupid. I've seen this one before. This is one that I've seen before. Oh, I think nice. this was on the DVD of maybe Little Nicky. So oh, I feel okay. like the dog's in Little Nicky, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's silly. It's very DVD extra, isn't it? Yeah. It's not informative or whatever, but it's just a stupid little sketch. Made me yeah. laugh more than anything we've seen on SNL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. I thought this was... The, one of the best ones we've seen. I, I, it was just a fucking dog hanging out yeah. and being a bit of a shit, breathing and slobbering. Mm-hmm. And I was like, isn't it nice that they've captured this dog's life on film? Like just a, <laughs> just a little funny thing about a dog. Like I, I love that. This is this one of the best. This dog's life things. going to school and having sex with a woman. Yeah, <laughs> they captured his essence perfectly. <laughs> I like it. I wish that I had videos like this of my dog i like this it was yeah it is fun fucking dog hanging out yeah it feels like again this you know i said about it feeling very early internet this is another thing you could just imagine this like in the old days when things were simpler this would have gone viral 
would be great on like TikTok, wouldn't it? Yeah, they'd have loved it on early 2000s TikTok, whatever the fuck that was. Like Funny Junk or Mini Clip. Do you remember those websites? Yeah, Yeah, I do remember. I remember Funny Junk. Holy shit. Oh, dark time. There's going to be more (laughs) of that sort of thing coming up because the rest, almost all the rest of these feel like they're on Funny Junk. Yeah, they Um, do. Got to move on to the next next bit. Yeah. I mean, I would like little... to stay a little bit longer with the fun dog, but... I might re-watch it later before we leave. <laughs> it's a fun one. Every time you watch one of the Sandler films <laughs> that you don't like, you can just watch the video of his dog on the skateboard and remember simpler and better times. <laughs> so another short that's connected to this one in the, in the same Is sort it? of... It's not connected, no, at all, but in the same sort of ballpark, I guess. We've got some, like... Are they music video kind of ones? These ones, would you say? Buddy? Buddy? Okay, yeah, that's, that's the next one that. I've got the note for. Yeah, that's another that's short video. Yes, yeah, so this isn't a music video. This is like an animated film, and the animation style is a little bit like a blend of Beavers and Butthead and the old Red Bull adverts. Red Bull advert for sure. Yeah, yeah. where there's just like um, no background. Everything's yeah. just white. I really like the drawing style of the characters. I thought it was cool. They have no eyes. They're always scowling, mm. and they look really weird and and strange. Yeah, that's quite an that's... interesting look, I guess. Yeah. Um, they call each other buddy, homie, and dude like, over and over again. So that's the joke, is youth vernacular, I guess. And then they crash their train they're on, but they all live. Yeah, is that it? I think that is it, isn't yeah. it? They're just like having yeah, they look and at, stuff. And... They look at a woman's boobs. Hmm. Yeah. And it's. I you... think it's David Spade and Rob <laughs> Schneider and maybe Chris Rock doing yeah. their voices. I think, I think so. I can't remember off the top of my head. I could hear Spade. The reason why I thought this was a music video was because we'll get to it later, but on his albums, he does a lot of these skits that are just people talking. Right, okay. So I'm not sure if it was something off of one of the albums. Maybe, you're you're right. Because like The Peeper is one of those and Steve Polychronopolis or whatever it's called. But yeah, yeah, the look of it's all right, but this will be the first time I'll say this and it will be said a lot more times. These skits go on way too long. Yeah, this one does feel long, doesn't Past it? Past any point of them being funny. And the ending is always that someone dies. Or yeah, but no one crashes. dies in this. Yeah, That's just always the ending. Crash. There's just something big happens like that just to end it, just to stop these characters from their inane chit-chats. Yeah, I found so, this one quite annoying. Yeah, me too. So this is Rob Schneider, Tim Hurley, Adam Sandler, David Spade, Tim Meadows and Robert Smigel. Oh, okay. So, pretty it's tight cast. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree. Besides the visual style of the characters, which is pretty fun, uh, this was not funny and it was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have a good time. I was yeah. bored. I will say, though, long. <laughs> I think from listening to some of the albums and stuff, I think adding a visual to it would probably maybe improve them from just being just sounds. Because if you were just listening to this, it's, it's getting ahead yeah. of ourselves to talk about the albums, but we'll come, it's a point we'll come back to. Well, we may as well whilst we're talking we're in the weird music video room polychronopolis steve polychronopolis yeah steve polychronopolis so this isn't on letterboxd because this is not a film this is a a music video Mm -hmm. it's Uh, on imdb uh, it is on imdb so steve polychronopolis um you struggle with that word don't you i really do so he's you don't know many greek people (laughs) there you my aunt is greek i have greek family steve polychronopolis there i said it perfect fuck you (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not. It's because I've got like a stutter. I can't speak. Oh. Leave me alone, you <laughs> bastard. It's the first time we've ever acknowledged your stutter on air. <laughs> you just you, you bully just, me. I usually just cut around it. Yeah, so I sometimes stumble over my words, uh, which we'll get into in a bit, actually, because there is a another thing that we talk about today, which they highlight this stumbling over words thing. And it made me sympathise with a man I don't like. <laughs> so, well done. Great. Future film we'll talk about. But Steve Polychronopoulos is a music video about a guy who's just a jerk. Yeah, basically just, we're looking at Donnie Berger. We're looking at yeah, a lot of I Adam Sandler characters we've seen before, basically. This is um, Donnie Berger. Probably the most 90s thing that I've ever seen in my life, I'd say, this music video. I thought it was all right. <laughs> it was okay. It was, yeah, it was fine for a bit. But again... It's a long, quite a long thing, and all the jokes are the same. Yeah. So this has Norm MacDonald, Rob Schneider, Tim Meadows. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool extra yeah. cast. There's one bit where he insists that someone buys him tickets to a game, and then he oversleeps, and that made me chuckle. Give yourself. <laughs> he throws a cat off a roof. That also made me chuckle. Yeah. And one of my notes is slow-mo bikinis. I yep, think there's a lot of slow mo bikinis. I think that's what makes me think this is nineties, is that whole like being around an outdoor pool. I don't know why. <laughs> just in my head, that's I, it's not even nineties, but it's just reminded me of like Stacy's mum and that kind of like yeah. early noughties weird vibe. Does anyone do that anymore? Have parties by pools? I don't know. They do on like risky, euphoria, but they're a they bit do different because on... all the kids are snorting cocaine in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're snorting what? C- cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. Have you never noticed they say cocaine? No, I've never heard you say I know cocaine. it's cocaine. It just makes me laugh. Because some people do say it like that. They and it's do. my favourite way that that word can be pronounced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is... Yeah, no one's really having pool parties except like Wayne Lineker. <laughs> you ever seen his, oh, yeah, his Instagram? Beach. Yeah, where he's like pushing ladies into pools. And he's yeah. like, no, you're not fit enough for me. Weird, man. Around. Right, that man's tapping the sign again. So let's oh, get... for God's sake, Wayne Lineker hasn't... He's followed been... us around. Yeah, that sign's moments. everywhere, isn't he? Yeah, he's actually got a printout and he's just holding it and following us around the museum, tapping it. It's laminated as well, so it's weird that <laughs> he keeps adding names to it. You can't even spit chocolate milk over it to cover it up. He's laminated <laughs> it, it just wipes clean off. <laughs> Shit. He's foiled us. Yeah, this was just Adam Sandler doing his. I mean, we've got more music, loads more music to talk about, but like, it's just that indulgent wanting to be a rock star thing again that we've seen a lot of times. And he 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 does pull it off. You can't like say he's he's not a bad singer or whatever, but like, is what it is. Comedy and acting's his thing, I think. For it's me, it's weird because the the comments as well underneath were really like, well, "Why did we never get a Steve Polychronopolis film?" I'm like, this is every character that you're on yeah. about. This it's literally just Berger. the name. It yeah. is just Donnie Berger. Uh, but yeah, it was whatever. Yeah, it's fun enough. It, all of these things, like looking at them now as like a 28-year-old, when you know these are like quite juvenile, jokey things, it just takes me back to like, if I was on my first ever phone with Bluetooth and someone had this video or the song, I'd be like, oh my God, send me that. That's so funny. And you'd yeah. think it's great. You know, as like a kid, but like looking at it now, I wouldn't think that so much. But like, I can imagine it's it's probably how my dad felt when I tried to tell him that like South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut's like the greatest film. And I put it on and I remember him just being like, 
yeah, it's all right. <laughs> he wasn't really into it. Do yes. you know what I mean? Like, you've got to have a bit of a youthful look on some of these things, I guess, sometimes. Uh, but I, I really don't want to get into this whole juvenile talk yet about mm. what entertainment are made for kids. Right, yet. okay. But, but yeah, it was whatever. And, yeah, very dated mm-hmm. and fine. Uh, right next to it, we have The Peeper. Yep. So this is another skit from his album. Yes. I think this one was on uh, Stan and Judy's Kid. Stan and Judy's Kid, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's essentially that opening scene of Little Nicky mm. when our boy, whose name I can't remember, too hot. Uh, John Lovitz. Name. John Lovitz. Yeah, John Lovitz is in the tree just watching a woman. But in that version, he like goes to hell and it's a lot more fun. Yeah, this version is more, more tragically awfully sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this as well, this was a very weird one. I don't know if I watched the right one because there's, I watched like a weird animation that looked like it was done flash animation. Is that mm-hmm. the official video for this? I don't know if it is, but it was like, that it's on like IMDB made. and stuff, isn't it? Hmm. But yeah, I don't know if it is official, but this was like the visualization of this song. I reckon it is a flash thing. It, yeah. This felt very funny junk mini clip, whatever. Yeah. I feel like I've probably seen this before. It, it felt fan made as well. It didn't feel like something official that had come out. Yeah, which is weird to review it. So maybe we separate the the audio and the visuals a little bit when talking about it. Um, I thought the visuals were pretty good. Like, like yeah, yeah, it was fine. Just that fun little animation, homemade, yeah. homemade kind of look. Young yeah, it felt very homemade. There. The audio is very sad. So it, it's all his inner monologue, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then a little bit so. of audio of other characters. Bit of like background sound. Yeah. But he's he's going like, she's gorgeous, I'm grotesque, shame, worthless. And then he's, he's horrible erection. And he just keeps on saying like, loving it, loving yeah. it. Pretend to be a squirrel. They don't believe me. And then he just has a moment of like, I need help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so sad because he's taken away by a police officer. It's, it's quite depressing. And mm-hmm. he's saying that, oh, his wife's going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just just such a sad, awful, awful character. And it, it ends with him in the back of a police car, like begging to be pissed on as well. Yeah. We've all been there, haven't we? Well, yeah. When you're burning hot in this heat, <laughs> give me some of that please, cool piss. Please. It's a cold, cold piss. Um, but no, yeah, it was all right. It wasn't the worst. It was thing, fine. But... Yeah, I, f- I found it kind of. I don't know if "funny"s even the right word, but like yeah, there was something funny, oddly listenable about it. Yeah, had something to it. I don't know. It was a sketch, but like it did go on and on and on. It was quite another one that was quite long and has a very like limited payoff. Yeah, you know, it's not like building up to a really good joke. It's just it kind of just ends. So this is on that Stan and Judy's album. I might as well talk about that now because you didn't listen to it. I didn't, know. So um, um, I forgot. Someone's not completing the Sandler pit, it seems like. <laughs> I'm going to gonna listen to it after this episode and I'll send you a voice note and you can clip my thoughts here. Okay, I've finished listening to um, Stan and Judy's Kid. It's currently 11pm. Um, about two days before the episode's meant to release, so I'm very sorry, Luke. Um, yeah, I thought it, the album is is fine. Um, 
it's no worse than any other album. I think the main issue is just the length of different tracks. So, like, I think Luke mentions when we talk about it that there's a few that are just the same joke done over and over again. And there's one which is like the Whitey Duvall one, which just goes on for so long. And there's no, like, clear punchline. It's not bad because it's like um, it's like a precursor to that character when he's in Eight Crazy Nights and, and you get a, an idea of where he's wanted to go with that sketch idea of that character, um, which is fine. But, yeah, there was nothing particularly memorable. I think it was maybe my least favourite I've listened to just because it was just so long. It was just really long. Like It's like a film length. We've watched films that have been shorter than it um, and not having a visual medium made it really hard to concentrate. I was listening to it whilst doing editing on... Uh, some of the drawings for this and yeah i found it very difficult to listen to or or care about but yeah that that's my review again i'm sorry that it's late and um and yeah i will give it us um probably wherever the hell we decided to put it in the episode um i wouldn't be bothered if it was in the castle or the pit it was fine it was. I don't like comedy albums. I don't care about them. I don't find them that funny. I don't find them that engaging. This one had its moments. I like some of the silly voices. Um, the Peeper, obviously, we've already seen as a full-fledged short. Um, so, again, nothing really impacted me that much. I can't think of anything. Um, yeah, it was fine. Probably, yeah. Nah, pit. It was boring. I don't like any of these comedy albums. They're just, except for Hundred Percent Fresh. Like I think that it was just generating some ideas, but beyond that, I don't really gain any enjoyment from them now. But yeah, that's my mini review. Enjoy. And then, Great, thank and you for that little cut yeah. point. But basically, we've reviewed two albums. I think maybe go on to the second one after this. It's a bit of a weird order to do them in, but the one that you didn't listen to, Stan and Judy's Kid. It's quite an odd album, I'd say. Mm. And I can't imagine ever ever listening to it. <laughs> I, don't... <laughs> <laughs> I don't really you know what, before we start talking about this, what what's your like view on comedy albums? Um I don't really have much of an opinion. As a kid, I think I might I might have listened to some albums that had comedy stuff. In my mind, the main ones I listened to, though, were like radio comedy. So I remember as a kid listening to the Marty Bush radio show and then right. the uh, Knowing Me, Knowing You with Alan Partridge radio show, which I think is better than the TV show. It's so funny. It's oh, really right. funny. I've never listened to it. Both, And it's just an episode of, of his interview stuff. Uh, and they have like a, there's one with a child genius and stuff. And that's so, I think that's my favorite Alan Partridge bit. Or at least it was as a kid. I don't even want to revisit it because it was something that I enjoyed as a child. Comedy actual albums. I can't even think of one I, I ever listened to. Right. I like the concepts, I guess. And I bet when you had a CD player listening to it and you had limited access to entertainment, it mm. could have been quite funny. Yeah. But I don't care now. Yeah, because this this is where I'm coming into it is that I don't really... I don't really know what a comedy album is because I've never really listened to one in this in this sort of sense, if that makes sense. The first things I thought of was like the Lonely Islands albums, like they did yeah. Incredibad and um, Turtleneck and Chain. 
and the pop star ones and stuff. And like, I love those albums. And I think I rinsed them when I was younger. But I think just because I'm thinking of albums and songs and stuff, I would go to like the the music ones and not the skits. I think I'd listen to the skits the first time that I listened to the album, you know, like the ones that are like little scenes and stuff. I'd listen to them the first time I hear it and kind of see it as like watching a show or whatever, but I wouldn't revisit those ones. Whereas like with songs, you can revisit it a bit more, I find. It's the same with like Bo Burnham inside. Like I listened to that loads when that came out and it's really good. But yeah, this album, I was just thinking if I'd gone to a shop and bought Stan and Judy's Kid and put it onto like, I think the time it came out, like you might might have had an MP3 player, you know, if I put it onto yeah. an iPod or something, am I going to listen to a 16 minute Whitey Duvall song? It's just him <laughs> talking to a man in the mall. Do you, know, do you get what I mean? Like, yeah, it felt very like one time watch. I think even in the age of streaming, it kind of makes more sense now. But like this would just be like a high budget podcast. Like mm. it's got good sound effects and stuff. And like some of the skits were funny, but none of them for me really jumped out as something you'd ever want to listen to again. And so there's one that's like Uncle Donnie, I think it's called. I think it's basically Donnie Burger. All right, and it, he's like, that. I think they're on a lake doing jet skis and stuff. It's just him and I think it's Peter Dante and a few of the other usual suspects. But like it's 11 minutes long. Quite a lot of it is just like water sound effects and people screaming and stuff. Mm. It just keeps going on and on like that. And there's quite a few that are a bit like that. There's one called The Champion that's like a golf course thing where the golfer keeps getting distracted. And like it's it's just another one that's got the twist, the same ending as the other ones. Like I was saying, like someone just dies or something blows up and whatever. And like it's just always like his way of getting out of these like strange stories. There's like a, a recurring character called Cool Guy. There's like five of these Cool Guy interludes. Mm. And the whole joke every time is that he's about to have sex and then he calls his Willie something embarrassing, like Willie. But he says like Tallywhacker or like, I think he calls it his Pud in one and then the girl leaves. <laughs> but he does the same thing five times. Mm. And then I think in the last one he gets arrested. Like that's it. Like it's just the same kind of thing. This album's an hour and 10 minutes long. I mean, I guess you're getting a lot for your money with that in the days of CDs, but like nowadays, it's long, are isn't 32 it? minutes. Yeah. You know, like so long. a new music one. But there's a few songs that stand out that are quite funny, to be fair, um, where like the music's pretty decent. There's There's like a few that he kind of does a bit of a Sinatra crooner thing. But it's just about a very okay. like <laughs> it's not good. It's quite funny, but he's talking about very rude stuff. I'll let you listen to it and see what you think. But like overall, it took me three attempts to listen to this full thing because it is very long. And there's two songs that are over ten minutes. Well, they're sketches. They are sketches. But like, yeah. I don't know if comedy albums are my kind of thing when they're not just like jokey songs or whatever that are still a bit catchy but have clever lyrics quite often i was finding that i couldn't actually understand or hear what he was saying do you know what i mean like yeah i know what you mean the lyrics then, are actually a bit hard to like disattain from the music yeah did you find any like great sim- difference or similarity between this and the other comedy album we listened to the it was, was a it? lot the... a lot more sketches it was yeah a lot, a lot more like comedy sketches rather than songs what was the name of that album the, the other one i What's can't get it in my head What's your name? Yeah. It felt like a lot of that where it didn't even feel funny. It just felt like indulgent. 
Yes, yes, very yeah. good. It felt like him just acting like I a don't rock know, star. Who's that guy? Springsteen. <laughs> Springsteen, yeah. Yeah, there was a and song was... on it that my first note was this is a Springsteen song. I think it was like Lonesome Kicker or something like that. Yeah, that one. That definitely was definitely did. just a Springsteen knockoff song. And listening to the radio as well, which what's that song where it's like, and I'm walking in Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it felt a bit like that. It felt really like him being a rock star mm-hmm. rather than him being a comedian. In the balance of the two, I'm going to be harsh. I'm going to say something as a declaration. I really don't think Adam Sandler got into his own steam with the mix of music and comedy until he did his, uh, his stand-up fresh. special. Yeah, that was when he finally got those two worlds and mixed them in a an actually pleasant and fun way, I think. Yeah, I I agree. I think for me that was the most listenable. Well, it was the best one out of all of these. Yeah. But like, I I wouldn't say I really liked that album. I didn't really like the first one either that we're yeah. talking about now. There's little shades of things that you do see in some of the songs and stuff. Like one of the songs on Stan and Judy's Kid sounds a lot like one that was in Eight Crazy Nights that was actually quite good yeah. in the film, but like wasn't that good here. And like the characters he's developing are quite fun and like you do sort of see them come across into the films but I think you just this kind of feels like you're seeing like a notes app you know like you're seeing a bit of like the writing it doesn't feel like it's well made to some extent like the music is good isn't it like why do you think why do you think they did this these comedians in the the nights because I don't know I don't want to scare you or anything but you do know that Adam Sandler produced quite a few of these comedy albums as well yeah but we're not going to listen to those he produced Norm Macdonald's and uh, and Bucky Larson boy. What's his name? Oh God, Nick Swardson. Nick Swardson. Yeah, I think he produced both those because wasn't that on the Norm Macdonald podcast with with Swardson? Yeah, I think, I think they, they did mentioned mention that. Yeah, that Sandler produced all of them. I've listened to Norm Macdonald's and it was it was all right. It's not again not my f- most favorite medium of comedy, but yeah, but why? You think- if if we were in the 90s now, but say like there's some weird phase shift where everyone that's alive right now doing their jobs is still here doing the same ish kind of things, but we're shifting back 20 years. Would Kevin James YouTube series just be a comedy album? Yeah, I guess so. This like, is, is the it original... that kind of thing. Is it like ownership of your own characters and your own comedy? So you're not peddling it for less restraint. Something like yeah, something like SNL or something else where there's a lot of interference. This is your own comedy. Lower budget. And yeah. This is you, like the blueprint for what YouTube is, I guess. Quicker to get out maybe than making a whole film or a TV series. Yeah. Probably in, in that time maybe easier to get signed than to get like a budget approved from like Sony or someone. I guess, yeah. And then you're building a fan base. And like we saw that What the Hell Happened to Me live show. People were loving this. Like, Yeah, people did like huge. it. Yeah. So it, it did have its audience and all the comments I saw uh under like some of the, the Steve Polychronopolis song, they were very, very positive. Mm. And so there is an audience for this this shit. I just and I've said it before, I just don't care really. It's fine, but I just yeah. don't care. I do think though, like the the time that we're living in and stuff, we've got so many more options. You could just open TikTok and watch something quick that might make you laugh more than listening to this album where like maybe one lyric might appeal to you in like a whole five minute song or whatever. Yeah. But like back then they didn't have as much of a, you know, they didn't have Spotify and stuff. If you just had one album and that's what you're listening to, maybe, you know, you'd be less 
less picky or whatever. Yeah. There was a few like songs where like the odd moment I was like, if I was a kid and my friend played that, like you can imagine kids being around like the CD player and being like, oh, that's very funny. Yeah, exactly. Losing their shit to it. But like, it's very juvenile and stupid, but like that is what it is, isn't it? Yeah. And I guess if you grew up with it and you have nostalgia, then again, good for you. Yeah. I just don't care. No, same. Uh, right. We done with that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's enough about his albums. There's one last music thing. I don't know how you got what? on with this, but he did the concert for New York City. Did you manage to find a video of his opera man performance or have you missed this I, as well? No, no, I did watch a video. Yeah. I, I'll find out the name of the exact YouTube title because so, I'm thinking we've done the same thing here. Basically, I did a bit of a Google search and I couldn't find the like live action of it. And to see his performance, I think you'd have to have rented the concert for New York, which was four hours long, and he did a four-minute segment on it. Yeah, was it uh, Pearl so, Jam that led this concert? I guess so. The one that I watched was Opera Man, Waveline, Adam Sandler, Waveline concert four, the number four, NYC, Waveline, yeah. Joey WMV, and it's like um, a tribute video that they've made, isn't it? Yes, again, not official. It was on. YouTube 11 years ago. I think the editing for this is so bad. <laughs> it's so rubbish. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I haven't written any notes about the visuals of this because I knew it wasn't the official thing. Again, so it's yeah. just a bit like, yeah. But it's just basically yeah. a slideshow, isn't it? It's a slideshow with the lowest quality image of Zohan I've ever seen in my life. It looks like someone's mm-hmm. taken a photo of Zohan or a screenshot, has then taken a photo of it on a camera and then taking that photo of the photo of the photo and put it in the oven. All it on an Oscar so 3410 as well. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like you can't even see what it is. It's quite mad um, to think that there's a picture of Zohan there, though, because that's like a 2007, 8 kind of film. And this is the concert for New York, like as a response to 9 11. I'm guessing they yeah, didn't do it seven years after the, 9/11. The video was uploaded eight, 11 years ago, so it's from 2012. For 2012, this is bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is a bad. Yeah, that population. is poor. If it was from the time, it would be fair enough. But the Zohan thing kind of timestamps it, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, other things that timestamp this, because again, this is a New York that's very angry, like very, very angry about what's happened to the city, and a, a lot of the reviews of the entire concert I've seen, they sound a bit. A little bit too patriotic, a little bit too, like... And obviously looking at what happened with the Iraq war that kind of came after this and the war on terror, uh, it's dated pretty horribly. So apparently the whole show is, like, really long. It's How long is it, did you say? Like four hours, I think. Yeah, so it's about four hours long. And they said that it's a bit of a bizarre historical relic because Richard Gere gets on stage about four hours in and suggests that maybe we shouldn't be seeking bloody revenge and instead promote compassion. And then he was met with a symphony of booing and hissing. <laughs> so <laughs> so this is a very, very oh. angry America. And yeah. this is Adam Sandler at his most angry and patriotic, I think. Most political. Yeah, sure. definitely. He it starts is... singing the praises of Rudy Giuliani. We know he loves Rudy Giuliani, though. Like, yeah. that, that shouldn't come as a shock. I mean, the fact he's getting the crowd to cheer and stuff. Julie, uh, Rudy, whatever it was. And again, this this is, again, this is pre-Trump. This is, so I'm trying to look at it as a time capsule. This was the mayor of New York. He was in Seinfeld. 
And I think he was kind of well respected. Yeah, lives. I think he was at that point. I mean, this wasn't post Borat 2, was it? <laughs> exactly. And when his hair was melting that time. His hair melted off before he tried to have sex with an underage girl or whatever. Oh, God, the tap, the sign. I know, oh I know. I'm not going to talk yes, about that. Yes, we know. That. We've got a reference. Okay. This one's actually relevant, man. This is in the this is in the museum. <laughs> um, so it's mainly Giuliani who's touched on. Oh yeah, by the way, Adam Sandler is opera man singing a song. Yeah, and then he starts singing about Bin Laden. <laughs> and it's 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 cutting. <laughs> he yeah. hates Bin Laden. <laughs> well, we all don't like Bin Laden, do we? I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. He's tapping that sign again. Look. We have to talk about right. Bin Laden. We're He's making in this. the least the least controversial statement ever. Yeah. Bin Laden was a bad man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought at first I wasn't gonna. I mean, you're saying all these things like it's gonna sound bad for me to then say that I like didn't mind this one. <laughs> it was like it was a bit stupid and whatever. But no, like, I, when I, I hear agree. Opera Man, usually I'm like, oh no, this again. He's gonna just say things in an Italian accent. But like this time, he was doing. Was it Babbar O'Reilly by The Who that's singing about yeah. boners? And it was a bit different for Opera Man. You know, usually he's just saying something about someone being bad in the White House in a bit of yeah. a silly accent. But like, I think because he was angry, it did kind of add something this, kind of punky yeah. to this. Yeah, this felt punk rock. <laughs> this <Yeah>. felt, <laughs> well, except for the Giuliani wanking off American politicians, which I was so bored. But he was just the mayor but, then as well, wasn't he? Yeah, but even then, I, just any wanking you would like that with. Figure. I don't think we can really say that. You chased around that Majid Majid guy like he was a, like <laughs> you were a fly him. on shit. You were always popping up, following him. He, follow, he follows me on Instagram. <laughs> exactly, it's because you begged. <laughs> you were a beg with that guy. I wasn't a beg with that guy. You painted a little picture for him. Is that not begging? I, pa- I didn't paint a picture. I drew a picture of him as a duck. And, art Proper night. And, I, and here you and are saying him. about kissing up to politicians. There's you chasing that yeah. guy around, doing him little fan art. <laughs> so weird. I know what's weird is he's a massive deal in Sheffield, but he's also disappeared off the face of the planet. Like he's not posted on anything, he's not involved in anything politically anymore. He's just gone. He's left a bit of a hole in the Sheffield's heart a little bit. I bought his book. I have his book. Sad. Yeah, maybe I'm like, I'm yeah, like you are opera man screaming for this man. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. like I, I kind of like the idea that mere months after 2001 and this massive thing that's happened right in the heart of this city or whatever, mm. uh, opera man comes out and sings a biting satire, basically calling out Bin Laden, saying he's got a small dick, yeah, and that he fucks goats and he's. <laughs> And he shitted himself in a cave. That's like, <laughs> whoa! Like this is—it's a testament to free speech. It's a testament so you can say whatever you want. And uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was all right. Definitely interesting. I reckon it, that at the time watching absolutely. this concert, I—I I could imagine it being something I would have watched. Definitely. What? But, yeah, I definitely would have watched this. In two thousand one, as a British man, you'd have watched this. If I was like my age now, yeah. If this happened tomorrow, God forbid it doesn't happen again. But I I would probably watch this. I, I like a tribute concert. All right. Like weird I, curiosity pieces. I don't like tribute concerts because they're long. And I could boring. imagine this one being like very 
depressing. What, what tribute so concerts quite... have you seen? Well, I recently watched the um, the Foo Fighters one that they did for Taylor Hawkins when he passed away. That was really good. Yeah. But like that's because Foo Fighters music's great and every rock band loves them. So like all the guests were really good. They had your boy Paul McCartney up there singing Helter Skelter for the first time in years. You'd have loved it. <laughs> I remember the uh, the tribute for Manchester. What was it? Love yeah. Manchester one. I think I don't uh, think I watched that. Robbie Williams comes on stage. He looks like... Was he half cut? <laughs> no, he, no, he looks like he just... He looked like he just hoofed down the entire buffet table in the back. Oh, no. He was really full. <laughs> he needed a Rennie. Yeah, he looked really full and, like, bloated and, like, oh, God, like, trying to sing. Oh. I was just imagining, like, after being, like, at an all-you-can-eat buffet and then trying to sing a song after. Yeah. <laughs> and him trying to sing Angels was so funny. Was yeah, he's so not the best bad. live singer, is he? He's but rubbish, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I kind of... I feel like it's kind of nice when people come together and do these big, big concerts. You're right, they do go on too long. But like, I can imagine if they got the timing of Adam Sandler coming out as Opera Man and doing this scathing song, if they got the timing right, like in the middle of the set when it was starting to flag, you know, you just had the fray on singing How to Save a Life or something sad like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> bring him out, like, it would probably be quite good. Apparently the music stuff's very good, but the comedy stuff is some of the worst. Oh, really? Like, apparently it's very rubbish. There's one here that says Jimmy Fallon comes on stage and he tells everyone that he realised any 80s song could be sung to the tune of MC Hammer's Can't Touch This. And then he proceeded to sing loads of 80s songs, but with the original version of Can't Touch This playing really loud, so you can barely hear him singing. And he doesn't have an instrumental track. It's just the track. <laughs> <laughs> One of our generation's greatest comedians, and he didn't even get the instrumental track. Yeah, he's literally, think... you said he's probably your favourite comedian ever. One of your favourite performers. You love him as a host. He always cracks you up, and he can't even do that. I just love that guy. <laughs> Something about him. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently there's a few, like Will Ferrell, Billy Crystal, Jim Carrey, Jimmy Fallon. And then the description was that they were all scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, that can't be the bottom capsule. of the barrel, though. They must have all been massive at that time. Like, that's still... A, no, no, if I that mean, was now, that'd be a big lineup. No, 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 or no, for their, their content. They're scraping the barrel for their yeah. own, like, content. But it's because they're all kind of... They've had their moments of being quite, like... I mean, it, again, like the juvenile thing and whatever. But there's just going to be a massive elephant in the room that they can't joke about that. Like, they're not going to want to talk about anything upsetting, are they? Yeah, but I mean, Adam Sandler, that's what he did. He talks about it a bit. Yeah, but he's one of the true, last true mavericks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now we've kind of looked at all the music stuff and we've looked at all the, the safty wing and the, and the whatever the first one was, the Paul Thomas Anderson wing. Um, what, what do you want to go look at next? Should we have a look at what this little thing is? My Buddy Jack. Oh, yeah, just down in the sewer. <laughs> Let's go down and have a quick look at My Buddy Jack. Okay, first of all, this shouldn't be on the list. This is nothing. This is a DVD <laughs> extra. This is not anything. This is nothing. Why the fuck did, are we choosing to talk about this? This isn't anything. It's not on Letterboxd. How is this on IMDb? It's literally fucking nothing. It's interesting, it's just, isn't it? This it's is not just... interesting. No, it's interesting that it's on IMDb. Yeah, it, that is interesting because this is... Who added this? Genuinely nothing. This is a um, proper DVD extra. This is like barely a fe- featurette. Yeah. Of a film that I hate. I hate anger management. 
and I barely remember it. And this is just like opening up a scar. Yeah, revisiting <laughs> a little so. wound. Uh, Jack Nicholson does a big fart in it, mm-hmm. and then everyone goes, "We love Jack Nicholson." Look at my impression of Jack Nicholson, and then they yeah, do they a bad do impression. Bad impressions, yeah. Everyone's got an impression of Jack Nicholson. He's the most impersonated man on earth. Is he? But he's not. It's Schwarzenegger, isn't it? Everyone yeah. does. I would be back. That's I'd it. Be back. Yeah. yeah. No one does this. Well, maybe people say, "Here's Johnny." That's probably about it, though. Just that line. I guess, but you could also say like Darth Vader, like I'm your father. Or yeah, like, taxi if driver. Lines. Yeah, you talking to me? What's your big impression that you pull out at a party? Bilbo Baggins. Oh no, no not this fucking guy. <laughs> I hate that guy. Oh, I hate you, oh. Ian McKellen. Oh no, don't do your Elvis impression. Either. Oh god, did we ever talk about this on air? Yes, we <laughs> like, did. That you love doing impressions of Elvis and Gandalf. Yeah. It became like a weird tick that I couldn't stop doing for like a short time. And then I stopped. And then the newest one I had this year was from um, the Mario movie where he's like, Mushroom Kingdom, here we go. And then it wasn't in the film. It was just in the adverts. And I stopped doing it because I don't like to promote just adverts. (laughs) (laughs) I like the real real sayings, not the ones from the adverts. Okay, here we go was another one. James Corden, do you remember? Okay, here we go. Oh, and then that wasn't in the film either. Wasn't. You got it completely wrong. Because he doesn't say okay. <laughs> here, he we say, here we go. Aha! Aha! Yeah. Wait, Fun does he time. even say aha? Or did we add that as well? I don't know. He said something, didn't he? God. Um, I can't think of any. I used to do Al Pacino quite a bit, but i never done a Jack Nicholson. Not dropping mm. that. Yeah. No, probably not. I do love Jack Nicholson, though. It's fine. When I was watching this, I was, nah, he's he is a great. One he was bad in anger management, mate. He was bad in this. He wasn't film. great in that, yeah. But anyway, my buddy Jack is not even worth talking about. It's nothing. Mm. I don't mind it. It was fine. It was just people complimenting the good old actor for a film that wasn't very good. Fine. Let's get out. Let's get out of the sewer. <laughs> oh wait, I've fallen further down into more sewer. What are we doing now? Home home movie, The Princess Bride. Oh no, that's good. We've crawled out, <laughs> we've cleaned ourselves off, and here we get to home movie, The Princess Bride. Because there's another one we're saving till last. That's why we're yeah. doing this one. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about this one. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a Quibi exclusive production. Lovely. You okay. know Quibi? I do know Quibi. Do a little uh, recap love... about Quibi. <laughs> so Quibi was... was invented by is it Katzenberg, the guy who Steve invented Steve Quibby. <laughs> by Steve Quibby. And it was meant to be like the new TikTok or YouTube. It was meant to be like creator-driven, yeah, very short content. All you vertical, had to pay right? for it. You had, you had to, to pay, pay for, for it. it. Yeah. Uh, so it was like it was... a subscribed version of YouTube Shorts. Did it launch during COVID as well? So people didn't have as much disposable income. It's fascinatingly poor. Quibi. Yeah. I love it. I think they should do a documentary about the rise and fall of Quibi because it was It was very so quick. Sh- it was through the streaming service to like start and end in the quickest time. Yeah, I, I remember uh, I listened to the Weekly Planet podcast and they were doing live updates every month about Quibi <laughs> and it was so funny that they were taking the piss out of it so much and yeah, it's just shocking. It cost a couple of billion as well. I think just, um, yeah. I heard recently I was listening to an old episode of films to be buried with that had uh, Nish Kumar on it and he yeah. had a short-lived show on Quibi 
but it's all like stuff they're just filming on their phones i think yeah like yeah, on tiktok that. or whatever i don't know if they ever made any like proper dramas that had like actual film crews on them and stuff to film this but like as you say it's all vertical so exactly yeah it apparently six months after quibi's launch uh the stream of service was sh- shut down that's Not so long, funny is it has Katzenberg done anything after this? Because you just you, you can't just come like back from a quibby, can you? <laughs> you can't come back from that. God damn, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Yeah, that's so embarrassing for him. He was the one who invented uh, Chicken Run, <laughs> maybe. What Nick Park? No, I think he was the one who kind of got DreamWorks working with with Ardman. Right. I think I watched the behind the scenes of them like being like, "Hurry up with that plaster scene in there," or whatever. Yeah, he he he's the guy who made Shrek, mm. and they made this shit so bad. But you never know; ben, you miss every shot you don't take. So, like, fair play to him for going in on it. Yeah, went in on an idea and it went bad. Could Whatever. have worked, you know. People might have like thought, you know, after Vine failed, that TikTok would never work, but it did. That's true. And now it's maybe massive. We should, maybe we should do a deep dive episode to Quibi. Yeah, shall we? Should we do a Quibi yeah. episode? Yeah. Right, this we're is in the Quibi that. pit right now. We're in a small section of the Quibi pit where we're just talking about home movie The Princess Bride. So you've never seen The Princess Bride, right? Oh, I watched it like a year and a half ago. I watched it at Christmas. I thought you said that you'd never watched it. Yeah, I, I hadn't watched it and then I watched it. Oh, oh right. Okay. Well, that yeah. was going to be our little unique selling point of this little bit. Yeah, well, You've I've seen gone. it, so whatever. I've absolutely Quibbied it. What's your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion of it? I thought it was it was quite good. Yeah, it's all right. I know a lot of people really love it, and I didn't really love it, but I had fun watching it. I didn't know going in it. It's kind of like you could watch it as a parody of fantasy things, or as like a bit of a send up in some way. But um, yeah, it was it was fun enough. I don't think I'll, I'm ever going to watch it again. I agree. I don't think I'll watch it. I liked it though. Like, is it Rob Reiner who directed it? I think so. Yeah. Known as the most bits. underrated director ever because he yeah. made he's made so many good films, but no one ever talks about him. And he can do like things in every genre. Yeah, is he in this? Does he take over the section after Adam Sandler's finished? He might actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the granddad. That might have been him. So Adam Sandler's playing the granddad role, who was originally played by Peter Falk. Mm-hmm. Is that his name? Otherwise known as Columbo. Yes. Yeah. 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 You're right. I love I love Columbo. Have you watched Columbo as a nah. kid? What? It was always on ITV2. Yeah. I've watched so many episodes of Columbo. Like the first ever episode was directed by Steven Spielberg. That's cool. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's, no, I've never watched right. it. I've I know people love Columbo. I do like yeah. a murder mystery, so I should probably maybe check it out one day. But but the mystery is told to you at the start of the episode and then yeah. the, and it's Columbo working it out. It's like a how done it, isn't it? Or Something yeah. like that. But yeah, yeah. I, I like I like Columbo. It's very easy Sunday afternoon watching with your mum. Nice. Um and he's in that and he's he's alright. He's a nice old grandpa. Mm-hmm. And then Adam Sandler's playing him. And there was a part of this that gave me the biggest laugh of any of the things we've watched today. Which yeah, is where he on. passes he passes a book to the kid in bed. And the kid in bed is actually the actor who played him in the film, but as an yeah. adult. Savage. Yeah, Fred Savage. I I loved seeing him 
back in that role. And then he passes a book to Fred Savage, but then it cuts to a child's arm yeah. passing it, <laughs> and the child's just holding an iPad. It's clearly like Fred Savage's kid. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. This is why well, Quibi uh, failed, though, because like this is good. I don't even know if I'd say it's good, but like it's fun. Fun little tribute yeah. to this film. But like this should be free. This should be on YouTube. Yeah. It is if now. they're if they're releasing the Imagine video for free in lockdown, you've got Gal Gadot singing a John Lennon classic. If you can do that for free, why can't you have this on there for free? This took yeah. no effort or time from anyone. Hey. There's a little bit of like fun to it though. Like yeah, there's it's a little fun. There's a Lego thing. Yeah, it's things that like you wouldn't you wouldn't have seen this if there wasn't a pandemic. You wouldn't see people coming together and no. doing something like this, unless it was for like a comic relief or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and it's weird to watch it now post pandemic because this is such a pandemic content. Like yeah. this is where we were we were dying out here for for something to consume, some mm-hmm. media. Yeah, and, and a peek at Adam Sandler's garden or something would send everyone into meltdown. Yeah, they'd be like, how dare they say that they're struggling when blah, 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 they're in a mansion. Yeah. I thought Chris Pine's in it. Yeah, he's the farm boy at the start. Yeah, and Adam Sandler's performance is pretty fun and he does a nice granddad voiceover. Yeah, I liked him as a little granddad. Give yeah, me I liked him. balls flashbacks. <laughs> I think I'd like to see... I can't wait for him to reach his granddad era because he's still a dad, isn't he, in films? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've seen him in films recently. He's like the same age as my dad, but he's playing like a dad with like a five-year-old in some things at the moment still. He's not going to be a granddad until he's like 92. Such a shame because he'd be a good granddad. Yeah. Fun uncle, maybe. Yeah, it's it's good. And then they swap over cast members. So we only watched the scene with Adam Sandler in it. Yeah. It's broken down into chapters. I could be wrong, but I think it was released like episodic. Oh, God. So it'd be like chapter one, and then you've got to wait a few days, and then chapter two comes out and stuff like But they're like four minutes long. The whole model squibby is nuts. Yeah, the YouTube presentation as well has like a side thing which says the original character and who they played. I don't know if it was the same with the one you watched, but... No, I think think the one I watched was as if you were watching it on Quibi, and it was just like a narrow... Vertical. Yeah, vertical video. Mine had a little bit of context next to it, like a little thing that said like, oh, this cat part was originally played by whatever and oh, it showed cool. the original film it was it was a bit nice but yeah and then it suddenly cuts to josh gad <laughs> oh yeah he's in that's the bed, terrifying <laughs> yeah josh gad jump scare that's um... exactly what i wrote down <laughs> and then i stopped i was like i don't need to watch this anymore it was nice to see like some actors that we're probably never going to see in santa films though like hugh jackman was there was josh in... gad we've seen before we've seen him in pixels but jackman was here Wait, did you watch the whole thing? Of just Lego. The... I watched the whole thing of chapter one. Was he in chapter one, Jackman? Yeah. Unless when? it was like a look forward to what was going to happen next, but Jackman was there. Damn, I only remember Chris Pine. Let me mm. let me go on YouTube and watch it now. <laughs> as much as we enjoyed it, could you imagine ever watching that whole thing? Like an hour and seven minutes? No. I like if it wasn't a pandemic, know. you would not watch that, would you? No, but I kind of like that. At the end of the day, that's why these... I don't know what I'm trying to say without sounding wanky, but it's nice that they're very passionate about like acting and films, and when they couldn't do it, they still did some... Yeah. You know, trying to make a bit of entertainment, even if it's on no budget and it looks like shit. At least they're still trying to do something entertaining. And mm. I can kind of respect it. And I, 
I like this more than I thought I would as well. I thought it yeah, was, it was, okay. it was fun enough. Do you reckon that they all got paid quite a lot for it? I don't think they did. <laughs> who, who was like budgeting for this? Well, I don't know, but Quibi must have lost loads of money. Yeah, Quibi did lose a couple of billion dollars. Maybe it was who was all it going playing to... the um, love interest like opposite Chris Pine? Is that his actual wife? Uh, it says in my version, Annabelle Wallace. Oh, from Peaky Blinders, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that was her. That does look like Rob Reiner. Who's this? Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. And is that common? <laughs> Could be wrong, but I think. Wait, in this one scene with Tiffany Haddish, who's that playing opposite her? Where's Tiffany Haddish in this? What's the time code? Three minutes in. When um, Rob <laughs> Reiner's reading it. Right, I didn't watch any of that. Why would I watch that? Because this is still chapter one. I stopped as soon as Adam Sandler d- disappeared. I you stopped read watching. Chapter one and finish it. That was the whole the whole point of it. It's the full episode. It's like watching the whole short film. Right, do you want me to watch it now then? Because I you stopped. Off stupidity as soon as, as, soon as you... Uh, yeah, I wish I had. Hugh Jackman's got like a bowl of cheese on his head. Look, on my phone. Right, fine. I'm watching. I'll watch it now. You said you quite liked it, but of course you quite liked it. You watched 10 seconds of it. I did watch 10 seconds. I watched 2 minute 30 of it. How long is this? Four and a half minutes, I think. For fuck's sake. Right, well, great. Carmen and Tiffany Addis. Why am I watching this, though? Because Adam Sandler's not in it anymore. <laughs> so we so, can like... just talk about it. I know, but like, I don't... You didn't only watch the bits of My Buddy Jack where Adam Sandler was talking. I wish I had. <laughs> oh, God, I hate Hugh Jackman, man. I think he's a knob. Why? Yeah. Don't know. Don't like oh, him. Bad. You didn't like Logan? No. No, I didn't like Logan. I'm lying. I just... <laughs> you didn't like Lay Miz? I didn't like him in Eddie the Eagle, okay? <laughs> he's always singing and he's always I... smarmy. Like, Do you know off. what? I really hate um, the Christmas man, Michael Bublé. And Hugh yeah. Jackman stepped in and became like this new Bublé. And I I agree. There's something I hate about them singing and pretending to be happy all the time. Yeah, like fuck off, like singing, mate. You're not that good singing at these mid tier, just... not that good songs. Like Les Mis was great, but the greatest showman. Can I finish this now? Have you watched all the chapter one? Nick Crawl is that? I don't know. There's no chapter break. Yeah, like in a mind. little book page comes up and says chapter two. I haven't seen that yet. Just Nick watch Kroll. the whole thing. Nick Crawl's in it. I don't know if I've got is that, that name. But fuck it. Well, that was pointless. So I've just finished watching it, and uh, Hugh Jackman had a wheel of cheese on his head, and Tiffany Addish in common with that, and that was it. Uh, yeah. I actually have changed my mind on this film. I don't like it anymore. It's great. That's why I wanted you to watch the whole thing, the whole four minutes. If we wanted to watch one. the whole thing, we should watch the full hour of it. No, we should have watched the chapter that he was in because we're doing an Adam Sandler episode of offcuts and bits that Adam Sandler does. He's not in the whole thing. He's in the first episode. All right, well... We didn't watch all of Hey, Jesse, so we're not watching all of Home Movie, The Princess Bride. (laughs) (laughs) So we watched episode one of that, and yeah, it was all right, but again, yeah, it's just fine. I don't know. I don't know if that is fine. Like, it's fun for a second, but that was an hour and ten minutes, and you were moaning after watching four minutes of it. That's true. But again, it's not entertainment. It's just like, it was just something to do whilst there was nothing. Something to fill your eyes with. Yeah. Something to distract you from everyone dying outside. Yeah. Like the sound of the pit. 
<laughs> All right, so that was Home Movie The Princess Bride. All right, moving on. This is our last thing that we're going to discuss. Oh, God. Now. This room um, stinks. This is probably, I mean, you say this every time, but this room that we're going into, this is the epitome of the pit. And I think that for me, this is definitely the worst thing I've watched for this podcast. Jesus, there's no there's no guy or, or anything. There's no sign. There's nothing. This room's just like a black hole. Endless void, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. turd on the walls. So this was the documentary. I don't even want to call it a film, but it's just a thing called Stupidity. Yeah. And it's just a lot of stock footage of like people doing kind of stupid things. Some of them not even that stupid. And then they've tried to film these bits of like the crew of the film doing stupid things, but it's just like being cross-eyed and like barking like a dog and stuff like that. (laughs) All very poorly done. Everyone in it thinks that they're really smart. Yeah. But just comes across like an entitled cunt. And I fucking hated this so much. Like genuinely, like I can't even describe how sad I felt watching it. Not because the stupidityness like offended me or anything like that, but just because I hate people like I mean, we do it. We sometimes have a thing where we like calling other things I mean we've done it in this episode calling things juvenile and like you um, have. I thought you'd learned your lesson. But this, I don't know. Just sitting there like you're an academic like one guy it says he's like an a, a professor of stupidity. And everything he says in it sounds like he's gonna go out and kill someone. Yeah, he says you go to a beach, you look at all the kids, and the kids are ugly and stupid. And this guy literally looks like Pound Shop Wes Anderson. I don't know. I should start just complaining about someone's appearance, but he really annoyed me. This man. Yeah, everything in this annoyed me. What did you think of stupidity? I also fucking hated this. I I really liked because uh, another little peek through the window of what we're doing. Y- you always log your films on Letterboxd, as do I. Mm-hmm. Um. You even logged all the short films. What you usually do is you don't rate it because then we have an open discussion. But you don't do anything. You just you just put that you've watched it and then we talk about it. But this time I noticed that you've been a half star review <laughs> just before I press play. <laughs> I shit myself. I was like, are you fucking kidding? <laughs> this can't be that bad. <laughs> I watched this on my phone. Not only did I watch it on my phone, I watched it on my phone on YouTube, but just where the top screen Just the top bars, so you can see I the comments. I was reading the comments board. <laughs> um, this is horrible to watch because, again, it's a load of condescending, narcissistic <laughs> cunts mm-hmm. to, trying to define... I thought at first this is not a bad idea. How do you define what stupidity is? Oh, there isn't really a way of defining it. Yeah, that's interesting because it's subjective. Oh, wait, no, the film, they think they're cleverer than us, so they're going to then give us a definition of what stupidity is, what whatever stupid fucking words they're using this, like numbskull or... Moron. Moron, imbecile or idiot, and what defines those subsections. And the word that we won't use here. No. That they use quite um, a lot. They use that quite a lot. And I was just, like, getting more and more angry. I was like, this isn't, like, a thing to describe. It's just a saying or expression. And again, he's very subjective. I could watch a politician and say, he's stupid. And then someone who supports that politician would say, no, it's not stupid. It's this. Again, it's subjective based on my lived experience. That's the end. That's it. This documentary tries to delve into something that doesn't exist. What a bunch of cunts. Albert Nirenberg is a twat. 
And this film is pandering, condescending, and awful. Edgelordy. Is it, it's so edgelordy. It feels, it feels like the sort of thing where like the there's like the one kid in class that thinks they're better than everyone. They watch this and then yeah. they go and shoot everyone. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> I think it's just I can't believe they have the fucking gall and the nerve to make this terrible, terrible piece of content where like there's parts where the subtitles of who these people are, the subtitle saying their name and their job profession is so big that it goes over the mouth of the person talking. Yeah. They have the cheek to be talking about the stupidity of other people when they've made something that looks like it was made by a person that's never watched anything ever before. I I start getting really angry at seven minutes and 40 seconds in. And they have an academic on there and she's trying to talk about an Einstein quote. But she's a human fucking being, so she gets it a bit wrong, or like, and then it's like, oh, uh, uh, whatever. And they harness that, and they go, look, she's stupid. Isn't this idiot? And what an idiot. And I was just like, fuck off. It's just a woman who's just accidentally misquoted this obscure Einstein quote, yeah. which I wouldn't have remembered off the top of my head. But that's like, not stupidity either. That's like, it could be nerves. Yeah. Being filmed, whatever, like, you can get things wrong doesn't make you stupid but it's just so i mean that's, i guess that's kind of the point is like you can't define it whatever but like it's just so shit it's made so bad it's edited so quickly like watching it made me feel sick if i'm being honest because it's so shoddy the way that it's done a guy says that homeless people are, are morons at one point they showed the same clip just like 500 times like the same stock images over and over again that aren't funny the first time. <sighs> they they go over different mediums and stuff, and they go up to all these people in this town and they say, "Oh, this is the um town where the word moron was invented, or whatever," hmm. which doesn't seem like a real thing. You can't invent a word in a place, really. Like you could probably invent the word rugby in rugby, I guess, hmm. but it. It's whatever. Who who gives a shit? You don't invent words and then say, oh, this is the place. They go up to all these people with this stupid, obscure fact and they go, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they're all like, ah, idiots. Idiots. They live here and they don't even know this thing. Yeah. And they film someone and I don't even want to really talk about it too much because I was getting really angry because she seemed quite vulnerable and they are filming her with the objective of making her look as like an idiot and mm. go look at the idiots who live in this town when it looked a little bit like she had potentially a disability. And there was also someone who was speaking English as a second language and he was mixing up his words. And again, they were saying like, he's stupid. Yeah, And I was that? just like, can you fuck off? I mean, it's stupid to do that, to assume that because yeah. someone can't speak your language that they're an idiot. <laughs> they do mention a little bit later that like, oh, a lot of people who speak English second language, they've been defined as idiots and then sent home. And that was the problem of the IQ test. Okay, but then why are you doing it <laughs> to yeah. a modern person on the street to prove a point that doesn't exist? Shit. There's a section when they talk about successful films are all nowadays based on kids' stories. And they yeah. use like superhero things and like comics to mention yeah. that. But they use the words successful and then they quote Tank Girl and Catwoman which I'm pretty certain are both flops. 
<laughs> and also, like, it's really ignoring a lot of films that came out in that era. So what is this, 2001, 2002? Like, Around that sort of time, yeah. Like, like Titanic, was... classic kid story about all the people dying on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a look at 2002 films, because... Yeah, I was getting annoyed because obviously they mentioned Spider-Man and I was just like, can you fuck off? Yeah, it's a good film. I don't know. I just typed this in and Master of Disguise came up, so maybe they've got a point. That's not a kid's story. (laughs) I don't know. It was just like, it's just so limiting of being like, oh no, look at our point. Everything's based on kid shit and it's just nonsense. Um, Just All of it was just terrible. Like there's a whole massive section about Bert memes, like Bert and Ernie. That was crazy. Anyone ever saw a Bert meme? That was so zeitgeisty to this time period. Like I've never heard of that. No. Uh, Noam Chomsky on and on. Yeah, Noam Chomsky's interviewed. He comes across as a bit of a twat. Um, and then Bill Mayer is on it, and he's a knobhead, and he yeah. goes like, "Old people are wiser, and other cultures understand that." I'm like, "Can you fuck off <laughs> saying this about like kids and shit? Like that? Call acting like they're all idiots." You look at a lot of like. Some of the neg- more negative, I don't want to get too political, but a lot of the negative political rise of far right movements are massive. And then this one's going, no, no, they're wise and anyone young is stupid. Mm. And ah! it's calling like, oh, yeah, he's saying old people are wiser. And then like 10 seconds later, this documentary is telling you about why George Bush is an idiot. And it's like, he's old. Yeah, he's an old man. Yeah. <laughs> T- TV is aimed for the interests of kids. What about loose women? <laughs> what about what about Top Gear? What about any? They're not all just for kids. A lot of them are aimed at an audience, and yeah. that's the point of the TV production. Like they have an audience they're geared towards. So saying I mean, all TV is aimed at kids is at so that point stupid. as well. Like that's like ten years after like Twin Peaks was on. That's like in the time yeah. that like The Sopranos was on. Like it's ridiculous. They're just all twats in this. It really annoyed me. Yeah. Um, the desperation of. Going into like a Steve O concert and like managing to nab him for like 10 seconds in this documentary where you're going to try and like criticize the stuff he does. Like a bit weird to go to a concert and stuff. Of yeah. Someone. That, conc- that concert bit was so weird because it went on so long and it was filming in the streets. And mm. then also, it's very fascinating considering the modern stuff with Steve O where he's now clean, he's not doing drugs and alcohol, and he's saying a lot of it fueled by depression and. And his mental ill health. Yeah. So well done, Andrew Nuremberg. You. This yeah. is Steve in his mansion. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh god, some of the talking heads people made me so angry. I was watching this at work, like I was doing a, like an evening shift and stuff, and I there was no one around, so I was just watching this. I was getting like wound up on my own. Mm. Like the guy with the two earrings in, he was fucking me off. Which one was he? Oh, yeah. He was the one who's like, you should avoid TV at any cost because we're going into a virtual catatonia. Is he uh, the guy with the long hair? Transhypnosis. No, he had short black hair and two big hoop earrings, and he was mm. fucking me off. He looked like a knobhead. Yeah, they. I mean, they all kind of did, didn't they? The audio I mean, cuts out a lot as well. So, like, someone will be saying a sentence, and then it just cuts the last consonant sound. Like the, the editing of this is terrible. Yeah. But yeah, you're right about the bit, the Steve-O bit. I feel like we need to go back to that because that was just weird. There's like a riot outside of a Steve-O show. It just becomes like a weird bit of like citizen journalists. Like, why would you release this as a film when it's just handheld filming of people just messing around in the street? It looked like it would be in the background of like a newsreel. But this is your film and it's shoddy filming of someone like kicking a car. Yeah. It it was like Jackass, but if it was filmed like Cloverfield, 
<laughs> like, what the hell was that? Running through the streets trying to yeah. capture someone doing something stupid. And I then... kept hoping the cameraman was going to get like beaten up or something. Yeah, it's like the failure to capture anything that stupid as well. It was just such a failure. Hmm. They don't really do much. And then, oh God, I don't know. Everything came across as like a Reddit moderator troll, stinking of Doritos, incel bullshit yeah. that I have no time for. They were talking about Uma Thurman. What were they saying? That they were calling it all celebrities idiots because they didn't finish high school. And they were saying, like, Uma Thurman, she's an idiot. And then they cut to a picture of Uma Thurman, but her face just, just completely just deleted because obviously it's a lot of slander and not very nice. And they're saying, like, they're acting like, oh, they don't pursue intelligent, they don't go mm. for intelligent pursuits. Fuck off. You don't know Uma Thurman. You can't. <laughs> yeah. She was smart enough to be in Kill Bill. Volume one, one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah, like, who gives a shit? Like, intelligence, in one hand, they were saying the IQ test is faulty and intelligence shouldn't be this elitist idea of going through school. Intelligence can be. They got some guy from The Sopranos. He's like, yeah, you get a guy who's he's got like some kids. He spends time with them on a Sunday. He's not intelligent, but he's the smartest guy around. It's like, what fucking. What? Where have you. He's not a scientist. He's an actor from The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Just the whole thing just really annoyed me. And like, also, it's dated terribly because if they want to talk about stupid things, like nowadays, there's a lot more stupid stuff going on. Like, they're complaining about this, but like, we've literally had Donald Trump and Boris Johnson and in the office and whatever. Like, yeah, so like this, oh, it has an idea, I guess, of like what is causing like mass populism could be a good idea. Like, what is causing that hmm. rather than individual thought? But this is patronising the working class and the lower classes and and kind of acting like there's this upper class and their pursuits are so much greater. So every college should be filled with people reading a book, playing the violin and having a debate. Fuck off. All of those things are boring. Fuck yeah. off. They probably Watch do happen still, but like not they everyone's do. doing that. <laughs> oh, God. It was so boring. Also, that was crazy, the hard cut they did for Bill Clinton saying, I did not have sex with these women. Cut to Monica Lewinsky sucking him off under a table. Yeah, like, that was weird. Whoa. Yeah. With everything that's come out about her as well, I'm like, why are they like targeting her as well? Mm. It's so weird. What a weird era. Everything about this just felt like it was just someone trying to like shock and feel better about their own insecurities, I would say. Yeah, definitely. It was like people trying to say that they're intelligent and have an opinion and they're just trying to shout it to the the unwashed, stupid masses who aren't in, as enlightened as us. Mm. Fuck off. Like, you're just so boring. And then obviously this leads to... I really to... hope it's not how we sound, though, on this podcast. Like, The more we oh, talk yeah. about this, the more I'm just thinking, like, fuck, is this us talking about people that like SNL? Maybe. Maybe, but I don't know. I would like to imagine that because I'm. I think that I ever portray myself as being more intelligent than anyone else. And I think. No, I think you do. Do I? Do you lie to oh, people well. and you just expect them to believe it? <laughs> I don't lie to people. I lied to you <laughs> once, <laughs> and I'm never gonna let you forget it. You're never gonna let me go. Like you're so bad, horrible man. You do. Hey, you're a real. You're an Andrew Nerenberg. You're like everyone should be like me. Yeah, I do my own version. Liars <laughs> documentary. Better <laughs> a liar. There's several liars. There's the liar, the cheater, and the imbecile. You go to a beach. You look at all the kids. They're all liars. <laughs> <laughs> all kids are stupid. And that George Bush stuff. Like, yeah, he's he's bad. Like, he was a 
bad president, I guess. But it's mm. crazy how much worse it got. <laughs> like he seems pretty tame now. But whatever. I don't care. I don't want to talk about George Bush because it's so pointless. The sad thing about this is that this is the last thing. Oh, actually, there's something else we need to talk about on this. I was just going to cut it off there. But why did we watch this? That is a very good point. Because I googled Adam Sandler's stupidity. And I think it's a still image (laughs) of him. And then a dunce cap flies onto his head. Oh, I didn't even notice that part. Yeah, I think so. Why was he credited? Why did we watch this? Why did I waste my time watching this? But we didn't watch home movie. <laughs> we did. We watched that chapter. We didn't you watch the. Wa- you just watched it. Well, why didn't you listen to Stan and Jude? We didn't watch. Kid? Yeah, we didn't watch concert for New York. We did. <laughs> like, we listened to his part. We should have looked at the one still image of Adam Sandler in this and then gone, "This was stupidity." Hmm. But I wish we could. This, I know this was terrible, and I mean, it's filled out the museum. Fair enough. The museum looks very full. But I don't like the fact that it's mainly been this. Yeah, this is a big part of it. And it and it was just a still image. I think that they said something about people being uneducated just before and then it hard cuts to like a still of Adam Sandler getting off a plane. Like, how but dare you? Why are they saying he's not educated? He probably is. I don't I Yeah, he's he's it's so unfair because he makes comedy films or comedy media. He's not an idiot, and he's clearly not an idiot because he's built like He's a, a really man. Yeah, he's a decent business empire, and he's one of the wealthiest actors there because he's producing a lot of his own films. He's mm. clearly not an idiot. So this film having the audacity to be like, this guy's a fucking idiot. If they and were so gonna are use everyone clips. who watches his films. Exactly, yeah. If they were gonna use clips from like Billy Madison to illustrate some of their points of like how they see people today, like teenagers yeah, or something, fine. People. You know, some of the things that he's done, you could de- definitely use it to show what an, what an idiot is. What maybe. an idiot looks like, yeah. His characters, but like, they're not smart enough to do that. Instead, they're using stock image of like just 10 people running around. Yeah, and you're using an image of an actor who you don't know anything about and saying he's an idiot. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I mean, so shit. And again, maybe we do sound a bit con- like, uh, what's the word? Hypocritical. Hypocr- yeah, we sound like massive hypocrites because we... Re- talk about and judge a lot of things and it's mad that this is the last bit that we of media like i think you as you were saying that we're ever going to see of adam sandler <laughs> until he releases something new like even though we've we've got to review happy gilmore we've we've still seen it yeah this new is the last are coming, thing though, don't worry don't worry new leo coming. better be fucking good mate <laughs> yeah. this, this and anyway let's should we leave the museum and yeah i think so let's go to the gift shop yeah let's have a walk through here is there anything God. you want to take? Uh, no. You have, maybe you do have to pay. Oh, God, fine, I'll pay. Can I get, like, a plush of meatball, please? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea, yeah. And a T-shirt that says, like, I survived the Sandler <laughs> Museum. That's what what I'd, I'd get a little program so I can remember when we go through and do, like, the uh, pit and parcel bits. That's That would be quite useful. Well, I do have a little program here that I have written in order. Oh, so, uh, I might buy this, actually, this gold man mask. Oh, kazoo. very cool. <laughs> go on, put it on. <laughs> so, right, should go. we go through them all uh, in the order we spoke about them and do a very quick pit or castle for each of them? Yeah. So, Blossoms and Blood. I mean, the original film's in the castle, so I feel like this should just go in there by default, really. Yeah. But it's like trying to judge down. a man on his like 
I don't know, liver. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah, the, there it is, but we need the man. So let's put it back in the body. And Yeah. I liked the vibe of it. I liked that it was creative enough and like it was it was artsy. It was yeah. it was a decent watch. I think that that's deserving enough. Pretty decent. Yeah, I agree, Castle. Couch. <laughs> this is a bit hard. I'll probably put it in the pit to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Because I just I like didn't think about it even while I was watching it. Yeah, let alone now, neither. like weeks later or whatever. I think it took it me like it took me two attempts to watch it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a, just while. a bit of nothing. It's easy to look yeah. away while that's on the screen. Yeah, okay. I agree. Pit. Goldman versus Silverman. Castle, for all the reasons we said. Yeah. Good short film. An enjoyable like, actual story. And an also mm-hmm. nice message about the Oscars. And, and pointless conflict. Can... There's a few articles as well. I don't think I mentioned, but like I was reading an article by Pop Off, which is about uh, what is there more to Goldman versus Silverman, written by Gregory Cameron. 2020 pretty good read and again there's a lot of analysis you could have of this i like it it's good nice q a yeah definitely in the castle that was a good one i thought nice mix of funny and insightful just a fun little peek behind the curtain i guess yeah i agree i really like that one it was a bit of fun a day with a meatball um castle Castle, yeah fantastic probably the best thing we watched today yeah loved it (laughs) i love that little guy he's great buddy Pit. Pit. Just a bit annoying. Yeah. Annoying. It has his, has and bad. his nice-ish parts, but yeah, pretty good pit. Yeah. Cool that animation style, but uh doesn't really do much and didn't make me laugh. Bad. Yeah. Steve Polychronopolis. Um I'd skew to Castle. I thought he was alright. Yeah, I think Castle. If Ridiculous Six is in there, I guess Steve could kind of lose space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like God, you could sit with him in the in the <laughs> corner. Uh the Peeper. I did kind of oddly enjoy it. Uh, me too, yeah. Maybe. I enjoyed how sad it was. And I didn't mention, but that was a song, that was a track on the Stan and Judy's mm. Kid album. Part, part of the way through then. And it was one of the better parts of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm going to put Castle. I think it was all right. Uh, comedy albums. So we've got What's Your Name and Stan and Judy's Kid. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, I would probably... For me personally, I think as just someone that doesn't really understand like or or enjoy just listening to audio sketches, I think it's just not for me, like radio comedy maybe. Um, I would probably lean towards the pit, really. I didn't find them very memorable or like I just think when something's on a physical thing like a CD, you've got it's gotta be something you'd want to revisit and I would never revisit either of these. Yeah. And I, I can see with... why people would like them and at the time I probably would have enjoyed them more than I did but yeah not for me yeah I agree with what's your name as well I just can't remember any of the songs after listening to it and it wasn't yeah. as funny as it maybe could have been Stan Judy's kid I'm gonna give you my opinion later and I actually listened to it but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Col- they're all they're all like listenable songs they're not outwardly bad like the ones that yeah that are actual songs like they're they're well made and stuff but I just feel like the jokes for me just aren't really there yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, concert for New York. I liked his Opera Man song. I did like it. Yeah, it's the only too. time I've enjoyed Opera Man, really. So yeah, Castle. For but me. just that clip because the concert we can't judge. And yeah, can't judge the concert. Just, just sound... Opera Man for New York. Opera Man for New York. Castle. I agree. It was very, very biting and punk, but also 
it was also not punk because it was for the government. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. It's controlled punk. Controlled punk. <laughs> That's a good band name. <laughs> uh, my buddy Jack Pitt. Bad awesome. Fuck off. Lovely celebration of one of our greatest actors. Are you kidding? What? My buddy Jack was not. It's not going to the castle, mate. It was, it was just so really bad. nice to hear how, how like Shut happy up, they were to be working. Where's, with Ang- this man. where's Anger Management? Is that that's definitely in the pit? We hated that film. It's in the pit. So but... this is again like the appendix of another film. So it's not anything. It doesn't exist on its own. It can't mm. survive on its own. We shouldn't have reviewed it. It's nothing. It's in the pit. With I didn't mind it, but yeah, put it in the pit. Um, okay. If you've got the Home DVD, movie... it's worth a watch. Home movie, The Princess Bride. Because yeah. <laughs> it's Quibi. No. I'm not putting something from Quibi in the castle. It's guilty by association. Oh, I kind of liked Adam Sandler in it, but yeah. Right, okay. yeah, put yeah. in the castle then. All right, castle. He's a princess. <laughs> Where do they belong? In the castle. Oh, that's true. Can't put it in the pit. And then Stupidity. Pit. Bottom of the pit. You can't Pace spell it. stupidity without pit. <laughs> I mean, the letters are mixed up a bit. It's not like straight up P-I-T, but P-I-T is in that word. And then you're I just f- left with stewardy. Yeah. I fucking hated that film. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched so many student films, and I actually genuinely think that was worse than any one that we watched at uni that, or that we made. Really? Worse than The Pill? Yeah. Worse than Morning Run? Yeah. Worse than uh, that one there, I shoot a woman in the head. Yeah. Worse than that one I made at sixth form where I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> Obviously, that's the best one. <laughs> Taking a stand AS project. Taking a stand AS media project. Even the name. Even the name. <laughs> Taking a stand. Did you think it was smart when you made it? I didn't make it. I was just the actor. It was uh, it was other Jack Warren movie. Is that it. not cultural appropriation? He's in a wheelchair, <laughs> so I was using his wheelchair, and he was filming it on his knees. Fuck off! On a skateboard. That's why all the shots are so low angle. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, I've never a man's that. wheelchair. Yeah, it's really funny. So oh, you've gosh. got a prop one. No, it's a real one. I don't understand the, the music. We're all grounded. It's our choice to rise. Oh, God, that voice, man. It's our choice to rise. I remember <laughs> listening to that it's when I was at school and I was nearly sick. I was like, is that the way I fucking sound? <laughs> and I've listened I sound to this, like that. <laughs> I've listened to this podcast now and I don't sound like that. I don't sound that bad. Like, you <laughs> criticise the way I sound. I don't sound like fucking that guy, though. No, that was really squeaky and... Yeah, I don't know. It's our choice to rise. <laughs> Chris Eubank. So, so yeah, in Yorkshire, Chris Eubank in his little wheelchair. It's so rubbish. It's not about how you go in the wheelchair. It's about how you fall out of it. <laughs> that's a good impression. I like that. Cheers. Oh, um, God. that That's the one. That should be the, the impression everyone knows how to do. It's not Jack Nicholson. It's Chris Eubank. Eubank, yeah, obviously. Is the pill still on YouTube? Is oh, it still I reckon there? so. Well, how did you? What was it even called? I don't know. There's I, so many student films called The Pill. That's the problem. Oh, uh, University of Lincoln. Oh God, I'll never find this. There'll be a way to find it, but God knows. If if anyone can ever find The Pill, 
if you watch loads and loads of student films called The Pill and you eventually find one with a guy with a really good voice and Luke Terry's in it playing a, an army soldier. <laughs> young young 18-year-old Luke Terry playing an army veteran, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Traumatised by an, a non-existent war. <laughs> it wasn't even a war going on at the time and I'm like traumatised. <laughs> you were fucked from the war. <laughs> what did I say? Um, you should take this pill. It will help you forget about all the shit that happened out there. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> all the shit that happened out there. I've seen this film, so it should be under the watched. Under the pill student film, this should mm. be watched. And it's not showing anything, which is making me worried. Maybe they did put it as student film. Maybe they just put it as the pill. Short film, maybe. Oh, this is devastating if it's gone. Because I loved that. It's <sighs> a long, well, short film, though. It's not good, like, taking a stand. It's like nine minutes long of suffering. It, it is really long. It is poor, that one. Yeah, I don't. I think it's gone. I think someone's deleted it, which is devastating because it was really good oh, media. My legacy. I wanted that for yeah. my showreel. <laughs> Could you imagine so... if on my professional work showreel, it's just like loads of like filming and stuff and then just like one random clip of me acting and then it goes back to <laughs> the reality shows that I work on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we should wrap this up because we're still in the gift shop. We should probably get out of here. Oh, yeah, we really should. The guy's really tapping the sign, the yeah, tangent he's, sign. He's tapping the sign saying, oh, God, it closed at half five as well, and it's now 5.32. We're stuck in here. Oh, God, not in the museum style. The <laughs> oh, no. coming alive. Stupidity is going to come to life and oh, call no. us dumb. <laughs> Just as a quick, uh, whilst we're hiding from the monsters that are about to consume our flesh. <laughs> so the ones that... To go through the full list, Blossoms and Blood is in the castle, Couch is in the pit, Goldman versus Silverman, Castle, Q&A, Castle, Day with the Meatball, Castle, Buddy, Pit, Steve, Polychronopolis, Castle, <laughs> The Peeper, Castle, Comedy Albums, both in the pit. <laughs> That's going to upset <laughs> some people, I think. Probably. Concert for New York, Castle, but only the section with Opera Man, My Buddy Jack, in the pit, thank God, Princess Bride, Castle, but only the Adam Sandler bit. And stupidity is rotting at the bottom of the pit. Mm-hmm. I think definitely my least favorite thing that we've watched for this whole podcast. But it, it kind of it isn't really a film, is it? It's not really like no. you can't really compare it to like the cobbler. It's no, just some edge lord's but... blog video. Yeah, it's just an edgy, boring documentary that should be ignored by everyone. And mm-hmm. I can't believe we've seen it. Yeah. Oh God, lovely one of the lovely characters from one of the other shorts we've watched. Who's a nice one? They're all horrible. I think Meatball was the only good one. <laughs> yeah, maybe Meatball. Well, Meatball's just finished shagging that lady and he's just opened the door for us. The oh, fire thank exit God. so we can escape. Thank God. Fresh oh. air. Away from the worst smell six, of pit. Worst £6.50 I've ever spent. <laughs> well, we had some fun. Two hours we of fun. We had some fun, yeah. We had two um, minutes in Meatball. Yeah. And question and answer. What are we going to do next time on The Sand of the Pit? Next time, we are going to be <laughs> watching the much-anticipated film, uh, The Shortcut. <laughs> is Talking it The Shortcut, or is it called Avoid The Shortcut, or is it just called Shortcut? Excuse me? If you look, there's some things where it's called Avoid The Shortcut, which Avoid is one the of the shortcut. worst names I've ever heard. On Letterboxd, it's The Shortcut. On the title, it's The Shortcut. Um... On IMDb, it's Avoid The Shortcut as the name, but then on the poster, it says The Shortcut. And it says the shortcut original title underneath Avoid the Shortcut. Weird. 
the first review I see is not too bad. Five stars out of ten. <laughs> then the next one, five stars, decent. It's not really, is it? If you're giving it five stars. Yeah, it's weird. Like, so this was a horror film imprint called Scary Madison. Yep. Which was gonna be a kind of a horror part of Happy Madison, but yeah, it isn't. I'm kind of um, sad that that didn't pan out. That's quite. I don't know. There's something kind of intriguing yeah, about that. It sounds pretty cool. I can't see anything about why it changed its name. Oh, it's just in the um, UK. Avoid the shortcut. All oh, right. In Germany, it's called Dark Legends. Uh, and then there's That's something else that title. I need to try and translate. Let me see what this says. Dark Legends. So that's German to English. Let's see. <laughs> the German title is Dark Legends. Curiosity can be deadly. Jesus. Well, I'm so glad I looked that up. Wow. So yeah, so yeah that's me. good. That's going to be really exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it's the first horror film that we're covering, I suppose, apart from Shakes the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of excited for it, but just because we've been talking about it so long, I just want to get it out of the way. Like, yeah. we've been talking about this since day one. It's just taken so long to get around to. Yeah, I don't know. I, I really like horror films, but I really don't like bad horror films. Yeah. So I'm not looking forward to it, to be honest. Yeah, me neither. Um, oh, well, should be fun enough. Yeah, come back next episode then. But if you want to get in touch with us, maybe about something that we missed from the Museum of Obscurities that we could maybe bring in an episode, or if there's anything else you want us to cover uh, for when we start beyond Sandler, then please email us, thesandlerpit at gmail.com. Um, we have got an email from Stu Monroe, mm-hmm. friend of the podcast, and he says... Love the Tommy Boy app. Glad you liked the film. Not exactly what you asked for, because I think at the end of that episode we asked him to send us a documentary about SNL, or like made him do homework. I think because we couldn't be bothered to check. Probably we're putting out requests now. Things like yeah, this. we've made to one guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as it's from a later season, but it's the closest you'll get. Similar to the South Park doc is Saturday Night Live backstage. Broadly covers the nineties with backstage footage included, but it's padded out with sketches. Okay, that's pretty cool. Hmm. So there's Saturday Night Live backstage and SNL in the 90s, Pop Culture Nation. I think it's two different documentaries. I saw Tommy Boy at the cinema. It was out for one week in July 95. Batman Forever was released on the same day. Uh, Despite being a number one hit in the States, Tommy Boy failed to scrape the top 15 here. So I guess that's, again, why it's not big in the UK or why no one Hmm. talks about it here. But in the US, it's didn't have much of a chance, did it? Up against Uh, Val Kilmer. (laughs) The success of Jim Carrey and the Farrelly brothers at the time meant it was in vogue for critics to attack dumb movies, and Tommy Boy got sneering reviews in the UK. Billy Madison's theatrical release was soon shelved, and it went straight to video in April '96, three months before Happy Gilmore hit cinemas to moderate success. So, I guess at the time, there's been a little bit of a uh, what was the guy who made Stupidity called again? Adam (laughs) Mendelsohn, something, whatever. That <laughs> Should this be the first episode where I don't blank the C word out? So we're just oh, yeah, pure just angry at stupidity. Albert Nerenberg. So That's all the reviews the by then would be a bit of an Albert Nerenberg. Black Sheep also went straight to video in the UK, as did every file release after Tommy Boy. So it's the Billy Madison to Tommy Boy's Happy Gilmore. Nowhere near as good, zero heart, but still has its moments. Don't bother with almost heroes. Unfortunately, we will. <laughs> Probably. I hadn't heard of Almost Heroes, to be fair. Me neither. I thought it was just Tommy Boy, Black Black Sheep, Sheep and the Ninja one. 
Ninja one, yeah. Whatever. Uh, finally, here's some deleted scenes, if you like uh, from it. If you like buddy road trip movies, I'd also recommend 1988's Midnight Run. I've never watched that, but I've heard of it. I've heard of it, but I can't even think of anything about it. Never look. Midnight Run. Oh, this looks good. Oh my god, it's Robert De Niro. Oh, we can watch it. Oh no, he's not co-starred with Adam Sandler. I'm thinking Dirty Grandpa. <laughs> okay, this looks kind of fun. Decent reviews as well. Hmm. Yeah, I will watch that at some point. I'll add it to my watch list. Um, Love a road trip. Yeah, cheers, there's loads dude. of them as well. Another midnight run. Midnight run around. Midnight run for your life. They've done a whole series. There you go. There's another podcast idea. Just spaffing them out, aren't we? <laughs> Anything with midnight in the title. <laughs> the Midnight Boys. The Midnight <laughs> Club. That's what Beyond Sandler will be. Yeah, mini series of just stupid. Stupid stuff. That's so. That's it. Yeah. Thank you, Steve, for writing in. And yeah, if you want to write in, we will read it on air. Unless nice, it's a reliable listener like that, isn't it? <laughs> God, yeah, it is. You can also message us on Instagram or Twitter. We're at the Sandler Pit, where you'll see other stuff. Lots of quality um, content. Thank you very much to Joe Tyrone for doing all the music for this podcast. He's also a real boy with us on Real Boys, which is a really good Pinocchio-based podcast. Yeah. Where we're reviewing a Pinocchio film every month. Definitely worth listening to. Yeah, we'll soon be releasing the erotic adventures of Pinocchio, so... <laughs> oh yeah, it's coming. D- See you, D- <laughs> Don't <laughs> want to miss that. Thank you, Luke Terry, for doing all the videos and stuff for this podcast. The editing, trailers, keeping it all afloat. Sending me a list of everything to watch. And one of the things I didn't even do. So, thank you. You actually are. <laughs> you really I'm are sorry bad. for... <laughs> He's Sorry a liar. He does half the work. <laughs> he really he sends me the artwork a day late every time. <laughs> oh god, I've never known hate like it. <laughs> I feel like Anakin at the end of Revenge of the Sith. It keeps you afloat. I think it keeps you. It breathes life blood into. Doesn't you. every time we release a new episode, I wake up fuming. <laughs> I'm like, oh for <laughs> fuck's sake, he did it again. This prick. <laughs> Just That's... once. Just once. Hello. My messages get I'm sadder cool, every time as well. I'm always I know, like, you're just like, you disappoint me again. You've given me false hope again and let me down. I took my computer and my sketch for Newcastle to do it up there. It still was late though. I feel deflated every time. Not enough. Yeah. It's not enough. You're right. It's not enough. I'm oh, glad sorry. you said it. Thanks, Luke, for sometimes doing me artwork. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> And for being a big old liar. Um, nah, but your artwork's lovely. It's all it's worth the wait sometimes. <laughs> oh god, can't wait to see your drawings of stupidity. <laughs> what do we to draw for this? I just something. Oh no, I'm not trying to what can I draw from stupidity? As long as there's something, I don't mind. Yeah, I'll try my best. So come back next time when we're gonna be uh talking about the shortcut, and until then it's been a very happy sound bye from me and a very happy sound bye from him. Everyone is a moron. Everyone is ugly. Everyone is stupid. Sniffing fingers. She moans. I moan. He looks up. Busted.